Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ding dong, ding a dong, ding. Come on, everybody, join in. Ding dong, ding a dong, ding. The party is about to begin. Richard Herring, well played Richard Herring. Gag of the day goes to Richard Herring, at least Doctor Who being a woman means the BBC have saved some money, right guys? Here's the thing, I literally, um, (laughs) I literally couldn't care less about who earns what at the BBC. When I worked there, I earned 220 quid a show, uh, uh, for those doing a breakfast show. I couldn't care less. It's, you're, you're being told, dear listener, to hate something that yesterday you didn't care about. You know who's telling, you know who's telling you to hate, right? You know who's telling you to hate the BBC and the amount of money that's being paid. There are three people, three groups of people. There's the editor of the Daily Mail, which completely hates the BBC. There's our boss, Murdoch, who would, would love the BBC to, to disappear, because then it gives Sky free reign. And there's the Tory government that hates the BBC as well. Those are the people that are telling you to hate them, uh, to hate the BBC, because Chris Evans earns £2.5 million. And uh, the arguments I've had with people on Twitter... There's, do you know, there's a conspiracy theory going around, because loads of people threw it at me, that you're not allowed to mention Israel on the BBC. You're apparently not allowed to mention Israel on the BBC. And grown men were tweeting that to me earlier on today as though it were fact. And then when I asked them for evidence, they pointed to some bloke who um, claims he lost his job on the BBC because he uh, wasn't allowed to mention Israel. But then I did a bit of digging, and some other people were saying this guy never even worked at the BBC. Who cares that Graham Norton gets £850,000? That doesn't include his TV series, because that goes through a separate company. Who cares? No one cares. You're feeling angry because Paul Dacre, Murdoch, and the government are telling you to feel angry. You don't have to feel angry. The only one that really confused me, right, out of all of them, all of the people that were getting their millions and their hundreds of thousands and all that, Stephen Nolan. I'm Stephen Nolan. Stephen Nolan gets half a million quid for the Stephen Nolan show. Now, with the greatest of respect, I've been on the Stephen Nolan show. I used to review the papers on there once every few weeks, and you'll hear um, Charlie Wolf on there and, and Limbert Opic and, you know, those kind of people. Um, 
and I did it a few times. You know how much I got paid to be sat um, next to a studio for three hours? 80 quid. 80 quid I got, and I took it because it was 80 quid, and they got me a cab to and from. It was 80 quid. Half a million pounds for Stephen Nolan. That's the one that's got me scratching my head going, um, um, because I couldn't do John Humphrey's job. I don't think I could do John Humphrey's job. He gets um, about 650,000. I could host Mastermind, but I couldn't host um, uh, the, the Today program. I couldn't do that. Um, I couldn't do Claudia Winkleman's job. I could do Stephen Nolan's job. And I, I tell you what, I'll, if you're giving him half a million, I'll do it for 150,000. How's about that? Yeah? I'll do it for, I, I'll host three nights a week on a, a, a TV show on Irish TV. I'll do it. 150 grand. Is that a deal? Have we got a deal? Who cares? Who cares that Eddie Mayer gets £350,000? Who cares? I literally couldn't give a stuff. There are some people, there'll be broadcasters and podcasters crowing away at this because they're jealous, because they muffed up their chance of earning that money. If they just learnt to keep their mouths shut, then they would have they would have been in with a chance of getting that money. There's jealousy. There's there's um, you know there's there's all kind of bell ends everywhere. And uh, you know that that used to work for the BBC and and balls it up either because they were too gobby, they were too arrogant, or they made lewd sexual comments about the weather girls. And those people will be fuming, fuming that Chris Evans gets two point five million pounds. They'll be fuming at that. The outrage of it. It's disgusting. I couldn't care less. I literally could not care less. And if you think, right, deep in your heart of hearts, you don't care either. One of the things um, about phoning radio is, um, uh, what's the Stephen Colbert line I often quote? If uh, if uh, we're not scaring you, we're not doing our jobs. And a lot of uh, phoning radio is designed by its very nature to get you to phone in, of course. Um, and to get you to phone in, it's really easy to be contentious and to um, to stir up fear and anger. You're more likely to call in if I stir up fear and anger. And I, do ve- I, I don't really play those cards anymore. I can do and I do from time to time, but very rarely do I play the fear and the anger cards. But that's what they've been doing today. They've been telling you that you should be angry. The front page of the Daily Mail. Pay panic at the BBC. Meltdown as dossier names 100 staff on more than PM. Why is the Prime Minister's salary um, always... Well, the Prime Minister get back. It's about £145,000, right? So why... I don't understand why the Prime Minister's salary is kind of the, the benchmark to which we, you know, people earning over that are, are normally, you know, scum, and people underneath that are, are hard work. I don't get it. The front page continues, only a third of women. Yeah, that's pretty lousy. That's pretty lousy that, that, that you know, there's such a huge gap between um, uh, men and women. I'm not surprised by it, but I, uh, that's pretty lousy. Bosses tried to have report delayed. Top names warned they face public backlash. Um, I didn't hear it. Maybe we'll try and find some audio from it later on. Uh, the Jeremy Vine show today, when people phoned up, did you hear any of that? Oh, there was a man. I heard a clip of it on PM. There, and here's another thing. The BBC totally um, went for it today. They went for it. Um, um, 
John Humphreys, who gets £650,000 a year, went on the media show to be grilled about the amount of money that he earned. It was incredible. The, he, so the, 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 the media show, they dedicated about two-thirds of it to the BBC pay, and they got one of the highest-paid presenters on to be grilled. You wouldn't get that at Sky News. You wouldn't get that at the ITV. I know they're not publicly funded, but, 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 if there was a scandal about those news organisations, you wouldn't get that transparency. Then straight after the media show at 5 o'clock, can you go and help him? He's struggling to put a call through, please. Straight after the media show at 5 o'clock... Um, the first story was the pension scandal. The second story was them talking about the fact that the people at the BBC are getting so well paid. And uh, Eddie Mayer, who's on about £350,000 a year, turn this microphone off, please. Um, uh, Eddie Mayer, who's on about £350,000 a year, grilled one of the bosses at the BBC and destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him. He asked the question, why do you get paid more money if you have a penis? The bloke could not answer it. Could not answer it. So, not only did the BBC put their hands up and take it on the chin, they questioned themselves. I heard a little clip of Jeremy Vine. And um, it was uncomfortable. He wasn't necessarily so comfortable, but he took it. He said, you can phone in, you can ask me anything you want. I don't care how much they're getting paid. I don't, Stephen Nolan does confuse me, but I don't care how much they're getting paid. I don't care. It's jealousy and it's people telling you that you should be angry with something that 24 hours ago never even crossed your mind and most people it's like it's something like was it 0.1 percent less than that of the people earn that much money most people my wife don't take that much money by a long shot doesn't come anywhere close to that doesn't come anywhere close to that she's on telly she's on the radio not, not a fraction of that and it is a competitive market um, John Humphrey said eight years ago he was approached by a commercial company and was offered twice the money that he was getting eight years ago. I can well believe it. I can well believe it. Again, Stephen Nolan, I, mean, I don't know where he'd go, but I don't mean to make this about Stephen Nolan, but it really does, that, that, that's the one. I'm going, what? Really? <laughs> I don't understand it. Maybe I'm bitter about that. I don't know. Guys, it's jealousy. It's smoke and mirrors. Um, it, 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 it's not important. It's really not important how much those people get paid you are but it is a very soft well not so soft now and not so subtle attempt to discredit the bbc so that we all want it to be dismantled and when the bbc is gone television news will be owned by rupert murdoch that will be it and listen i haven't got a thi- i've not got a problem against rupert murdoch necessarily i've been on sky news and he pays my wages here but 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 i don't want him i don't want him to be the uh, the sole controller of um, or, or the majority controller of news outlets in the united kingdom that is obviously wrong if that were the case of course that's wrong and people, people say, well, the BBC's biased. Well, is it? Is it? 
Sometimes they are, yeah, but, but if, if people from the right are saying the BBC is biased to the left, and people from the left are saying the BBC is biased to the right, doesn't that tell you that they're probably hitting the middle? Fair enough. Uh, we can talk about that. I don't really have a lot to say. I just think all these idiots that we get, oh, you can't talk about Israel on the BBC. Don't be so bloody stupid. Don't be so bloody stupid. You think that when we're working at the BBC, we all get a meeting saying, right, here's what you can't talk about. You can't talk about Israel and you've got to say you bum Muslims. What a load of old bloody rubbish. You absolutely, if you believe that, you're a cretin and you don't deserve to own a radio or a television. You deserve what you're eventually going to get in a few years time when the BBC is gone. Comprende? 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000. I should stress to listener, this is my last show this week. I am off tomorrow and I am off Friday. I am out of here. So if you want to phone up, now would be an excellent time to give us a call. 0344-499-1000. Yes! Oh, a bloody screen. Hang on a second. Yes, Paul! Hi, how you doing? What do you want? Okay, I'm going to totally agree with you about the BBC payment thing. It is just... It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Who cares? Who cares that Chris Evans is being paid 2.2 or 2.5, whatever it is, million pounds... It doesn't, tra- it doesn't change the fact that he's still ginger and ugly, does it? Paul, is that the best you can do, mate? Okay. No, 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 not okay. Is that, no, Paul, shut up. Is that the best you can do, coming on making a ginger joke? Is that, is that really the no, best you've got? No, it just does not matter. No, Paul, you're a twat. That doesn't matter. That was, that was a stupid point to make. It's just, it just doesn't matter. Why anyway, did you have, why did you feel woman, compelled, why did you feel compelled to make that comment about the colour of his hair? Okay, that was just trying to be funny. But 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 but, but you, you come on making a point, and then you go, go you, you yeah, deliver yeah, a stupid a, joke. I'm making a serious point. It just does not. No, matter. you're not. You made. You. But you've completely deflated your point by it making just, a joke that some people might find offensive. Okay, right. It just okay. It just does not matter to me. And like you say, yesterday people weren't thinking of it. Okay, do people worry? Why about have you called in about this, Paul? Paul, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Why, why have you called in about this? Do you call in about it because you care or just because you didn't know what you wanted to say on the radio tonight and this because seemed like I, a thing? Because I care. Are people really worried why about do you care? is being paid? Why do you care? Uh, because I care because, it, because it's a thing that people are being bugged about now. It's just news that is non-news and people are being bugged about it and they're starting to feel annoyed about it and it does not matter. Okay, what, I mean, do people really want to know what Kirsty Allsop is being She paid? doesn't work for a public broadcaster. Okay, right, yeah. But do people really want to know what she's being paid? No, but no, she doesn't, they, she doesn't, the pub, no hang on a minute, hang on a minute, the public don't pay her wages. Yeah, okay, right. We all pay, uh, we all pay a TV licence, don't we? Unless you don't want a TV. Yeah? Don't, I hate it when you do that thing of, uh, oh, you're really winding me up tonight. I hate it when you do that thing of asking questions. Just make your point, man. Okay, I, I just think we all pay a TV licence, and that's the way it is. I don't particularly agree with that, but it does not matter who it goes to. 
It doesn't matter whether they're male or female. The more you're talking, that the angrier I'm getting about the, the amount of money these people are getting paid. You're actually, you're actually making me angry about the amount of money these people are getting paid. I apologise. How much are you paid then for your job? I don't work for the BBC. No, but you work for Murdoch, don't you? And you were saying earlier about the BBC being being a still independent body that Murdoch wouldn't take over and rule everything else otherwise. Right. You, you, I, I, you've totally lost me, and you've made me almost change my mind about people getting paid too much money at the BBC. That's that's some going, uh, Paul. That's some going. I... Uh, OK. Right. There we go. That, I mean... <laughs> that's some going, dude. Almost made me completely do a U-turn on my first opening monologue. That is some going. I mean, what was he going to do? He's a ginger, ugly idiot. What's that got to do with anything? Come on, man. Come on, man. We're better than that, aren't we? Really? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, you can call in about the BBC thing, but I just feel it's been done to death. And I, 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 I mean, really, who cares? It's the BBC. Here's the thing. The BBC... Uh, screwed me over terribly. I worked there for four years, right, and it was with great glee and pride I had a BBC pass, and they totally stitched me up, and I can't say anything because I've signed a thing saying I can't really say anything, and I'm not even supposed to say I've signed a thing saying I can't say anything, but basically... Um, I stood up for what was right, and I did the right thing, and they told me to, to take a hike. They paid off my contract, I got money for it, but they uh, they booted me out. Even after all that, even after the betrayal and all of that, um, I still think the BBC is brilliant. It's not the jackasses that I work with in Luton. They're all dicks. But the BBC is still a brilliant, brilliant thing. And it will be gone one day. And you'll be sorry then. You'll be sorry then. I Trust me, when it goes, and it will go... Because it's very slowly being dismounted. Here's, here's the thing, right? That used to get levelled at me. You knew about Jimmy Savile. What? Everybody knew about Jim. No one knew about Jimmy Savile. We talking about I knew about Jimmy Savile. I heard um, when I got my first TV job on Channel Four that Jimmy Savile liked to take a dump in drawers. That's what I heard. Um, a very high up now movie producer took me to one side and said, "Yeah, Jimmy Savile likes to play with dead people and do a poo in drawers." That's what I heard. What was what was I supposed to do with that? Go to the the, the um, uh, fecal police and say, "Guys, uh, you know Jimmy Savile. I believe he does poos in drawers." Um, can we invest? What are we supposed to do with that information? Everybody at the BBC knew he was a nonce. Everybody and turned a blind eye, or they did. Shut up, you idiots! Of course, people at the could there may be a handful of people, but not everybody at the BBC knew that Jimmy Savile was raping children. You absolute idiots! This whole conspiracy theory is nonsense. I've worked at the BBC. Do you know what it is? Ninety nine percent of the time, boring man. It is boring ring for most of it and then there's one percent where it's fun and it's exciting but it's a big old dinosaur that's what it is it's a beautiful old dinosaur and one day it won't be here and blood will be on your hands good evening kyle kyle hello 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 there oh sorry is it me you're looking for uh, i was looking for you you Uh, i was just gonna I was just going to say, yes. uh, apart from the uh, the BBC, I did have a, 
a brief discussion with Mr. Galloway this morning. But anyway, but a bigger story for me is the um, is the pension thing today, which coincidentally was on, announced on the same day. Oh, the thing that they're... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, uh, that they're pushing back um, pensions by, is it, was it another two years or another three years? It's, well, it's another, you can't draw your pension, can't you? You were born, and I suspect you were born. Yeah, uh, it's I me. the same age. It affects me. Yeah. So, we're, so it's an extra year, but then there was a report last week, very serious, but there was a report the other week where they sort of said people start getting... Ill health is it sixty two, sixty three for men? Yes, yeah. So, is he going to have to have like five years potentially of like waiting to get your pension? But you could be like, you know, ready for dropping through the floor. Here is the um, here is the rough figures as I heard this on the radio. I've got I may have got this slightly wrong, but basically, if you were born between nineteen seventy and I think nineteen seventy five, um, instead of getting your pension at the age of sixty five, you're going to get it at the age of sixty eight. Now that may not sound like a lot, but you're, you are, are, are right um, that people do start getting ill around their 60s. And also, the, um, the, the one of the arguments for this is that people are living longer. Well, that's now... Uh, the, the length of life increase is now tailing off. And we, mm. we've kind of reached the limit, or we're getting very close to the limit of how old most people will be when they die. So um, the argument... And I, and I must admit, I was listening to that thinking... Oh, Christ, that's another three. And they're just trying to sneak it through. And you know what? You're absolutely right, Carl. What a coincidence that that was announced today on the day that everybody else is angry that Chris Evans gets £2.5 million. I just find, like you said, the uh, the tone are very strange and the fact, you know, I don't particularly want to... You know, work till I'm 68, and then about a year after, keel over. It'd be like, well, that was a bit of a waste, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a bit of a waste. Here's the thing: I don't. I, I'm quite happy to work, and you know, I, uh, till whenever, because I don't have a proper job. But those people that do have proper jobs that build walls and dig trenches and pack food, you know, that, that have proper jobs, that to, 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 for them to find out, yeah, you're going to have another three years before you can get your state pension of doing that. That um, uh, tedious physical labour that you do, uh, it's outrageous! But didn't they hit, and I got sorry for it, you know, for it being serious, but and, and I don't know enough about this, Catherine may know better, not being sexist, because yep. wasn't there something about the female pension age? Didn't I go up from 60 to 65? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, all being, it's all being moved. And um, it, what, what, what they are doing, and particularly with the announcement today, and I think with the, 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 the women's uh, uh, pension age going up, is that they're changing the rules. So they're, they're, you know, a group of people that thought they were safe in that bracket, you know, people between 1970 and 1975, men, thought they were safe at 65, and it would, but they've just kind of said, no, 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 we, 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 we're changing things. That We're moving the goal posts, Kyle, and you know what? There's absolutely nothing we can do about it. But look over there! Graham Norton gets £850,000 a year! Just wrong. Well, not the Graham Norton thing, obviously. I don't, you know... Oh, yeah, anyway, that, was, that was all I wanted to ring for, anyway. Stephen Nolan, though. Half a million, Kyle. I mean, that's the one I don't get. Well, he does those three shows, doesn't he? Does he do anything else, apart from the three I, and the it, Irish TV show? That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes... You should go off it, go in and do it for a uh, hundred grand. I might well do that, Carl. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The BBC is excellent. The BBC is fabulous. The BBC is ace. We could all name 
a dozen programmes off the top of our head that are pony, right? That are absolute crud on there. But equally, I could name you 50 programmes that are uh, um, uh, hilariously funny or wonderfully silly or delightfully educational or breathtakingly beautiful. I could name you so many programmes. And not just on the television, because I don't really watch the television. I could name them, but I, I don't watch them. On the radio. My God, have you ever listened to Radio 4? It's the best television station there is. Five Live even has a few interesting features every once in a while. The World Service. BBC Radio 3. Four Extra is incredible. And not just because they give me a gig there once every five weeks hosting their late night shows. No, no, no. They play magnificent stuff from the archives. Wonderful documentaries. Stupendously good dramas and hilarious comedies that you will never get to hear anywhere else. All of this stuff is out there. Radio 2 plays some amazing music and has wonderful guests. Radio 1 isn't for me because I'm a 44-year-old man. And that's brilliant because if it was for me, then they would be doing something wrong. Radio 1 is for the kids. They've even got a radio station that's for the kids and the kids don't even pay their TV licence. I pay their TV licence. And I'm happy to pay my TV licence for the kids to have Radio 1. Have you seen children's television recently? The American stuff is Pap, the American um, uh, real-life stuff, where it's actors, not cartoons, it's like um, soap operas for, for girls, all about falling in love. It's awful. Have you seen the stuff the BBC makes? It's wonderful. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's stupid. It makes you laugh. And here's the trick they do now. You learn stuff without realising you are learning. The licence fee is worth it for CBBS on its own, for crying out loud. We watch loads of American crud on Netflix. And Netflix have got it because it's cheap and it's nasty and it's about ten years old. And you know what? It's all crap. But you go on to CBeebies. Uh, what's the other kids channel they've got um, for older kids? CBBC. CBBC. There is proper clever stuff on there made in this country with some of the finest actors. James Boland, Grandpa in My Pocket. It's an annoying programme, but he's one of Britain's greatest actors in a kids show. It's written, some of their stuff is written by some of the finest comedy writers in the world. Horrible Histories is written by people that have written for Little Britain and written for Radio 4 and have written for Have I Got News For You. Imagine that. It's wonderful. It's stuff that you can watch with your kids. It's got some of the best cameramen working for them, some of the best sound recorders working for them. The licence fee is worth CBBS and CBBC on its own, if that were all you were getting. How much does Sky cost these days? I got rid of Sky two years ago. I was had the cheapest package you could possibly get, which I think was £21.99 a month. That works out to about 100 quid more than the TV licence. And that was the cheapest package. For crying out loud, the BBC is wonderful. The BBC is marvellous. Of course it's flawed. Of course there are arseholes that work there. I think Tony Hall is an absolute plumb.
But it will be disappeared and dismantled before your very eyes. And you are sitting there and you are watching it being taken down. Who cares uh, that uh, um, uh, John Humphreys gets £650,000 a year? Who cares? You should be upset, like Kyle says, at that ridiculous shifting of the pension goalposts that got dropped at the same day, and well done PM on Radio 4 for making that their headline story, and then the second story was this smoke and mirrors bullshit that we are being told is important, when it doesn't mean a thing. It does doesn't mean a thing. It's 96 people, I think. That's it. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you don't have to give me a call about that. Um, it's just, it's just really wound me up all day. You can give me a call about that. You can give me a call about anything. This is my last show this week. I'm off tomorrow. I'm off Thursday. I'll be doing Virgin Radio on Sunday at 10. It's pre-recorded, so you will not be able to phone in. It's really weird doing a pre-recorded show. I hate it. I want to make the Sunday shows on Virgin live. Um, because I'm, I, I, I want it to be a phone-in show. I like people phoning up. I work my bet. You know, my act involves you guys phoning me up and, and, and saying stuff. And so we pre-recorded the show this evening. And the, but the, but there were two producers and they both said at separate times. So, so will you be um, taking phone calls tonight? I went, how am I supposed to do that? I don't know. I said, well, no. It's a pre-recorded show. Of course I won't be taking uh, phone calls tonight. Of course I won't be taking phone calls tonight. Catherine Boyle is here. Yes, I wouldn't ask a question like that. No, 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 no. There's, um, there's really nothing in the newspapers uh, today. Um, and I've looked and there's very, very little. I, t- I t- There's little. I mean, it's slim pickings. Wasn't there an actor called Slim Pickens? Sounds like a Western. Yeah, there was an actor called, like, just like um, Rip Torn is uh, a, a great actor. But um, Slim Pickens, I'm pretty sure, was uh, an actor. If you're looking for funny topics and stuff for me to give you, to, I haven't got any. I'm, 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 I feel, I feel I'm dry. I'm very, very dry this evening. I haven't got, I, I, I'm tired. I haven't got um, uh, um, much about my person in terms of uh, wit and wisdom. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm annoyed because I'm taking the boys away tomorrow. I'm, I'm, the first time I'm taking the boys away on my own. My wife is working, um, so I'm taking the children um, to the New Forest, and um, it, that brings a whole heap of problems with it. But the first being... The weather is going to be lousy. It's a thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. All until Monday when we come back. It's it's lousy weather for the whole thing. So there's going to be um, lots of games of Uno played. We're not taking the Nintendo Switch. Even though they want me to, we're not taking the Switch. Can you do spooky stories with torches? Um, we can do spooky stories with torches, I suppose, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so four days, four nights, four days of just being stuck indoors. We want to go to Monkey World. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Monkey World? No. Oh, man alive. Is there any place better on this planet than Monkey World where they go all around the world and they rescue monkeys from zoos, from photographers, from, um, uh, the laboratories and they bring them and they, they put them in this huge wilderness. It's incredible. 
incredible. They've got a load of chimps that they've taken from Spanish photographers. Yeah, they? yeah. Because my daughter, the youngest one, is obsessed with the TV show of it. Yeah. And I remember it being, it's, it was like, been on for years, hasn't it? Because I remember Jim, Jim, Jim Cronin, who was the founder. And I, saw, I saw Jim once. I remember I walked past him and got very excited. Went, oh, it's Jim Cronin, the guy. He, was, he died years ago such now. Such a shame. Um, he got, I was at LBC when he died. That must have been uh, uh, 10 years ago mm. he died. Um, but it's still going. And it's just, it's the most, oh, I mean, it's a full day out. It's a full day. And um, you can just, it's just a joy to go and watch uh, th- these monkeys, you know, fighting and Do you know what? Taking some time off in August, I might we might go. Go to Monkey World, man. I I I I'm genuinely excited. I've been there God, I must have been there 6 7 8 times. Wow. Love it. I love it. We you know we've we've adopted monkeys from there. Um of course you said say that to the kids. What? You got to bring it home. No. No, 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 no. But it is the best best place and you just see them wandering around and um sometimes you see them erect you know the the, the with i mean actual erections mm. um uh, they don't know do they well, they're, uh, they don't they don't, they're not born with shame you see that's that's eve's fault that's your fault woman's fault woman's fault um that it's uh improper to walk around with an erection because she ate the apple and um in the garden of Eden, and that gave us shame we didn't have shame until eve yeah, so maybe we deserve the gender pay gap. Yeah, I, well, I think, do you know what? That's a very good way of looking at it, yes. Once you um, uh, make amends for eating the forbidden fruit, then you can start earning as much as us men. Once we're allowed to freely walk around the office with our erections, proud and tall, with a little flag sticking out of the top, then, um, sisters, then you will be allowed to have equal pay. It's not the 70s anymore. No, unfortunately not. I grew up at the wrong time. Listen to this, old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Pensioner forced to remove cheeky gnomes thanks to council killjoys. I hate people like this. Lawrence Perry decided to add a cheeky touch to his improvements to the verge outside his home. A pair of garden gnomes. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds awful. Okay, but he's old. That bear their glowing plastic bottoms at passers-by. Oh. That to me says sex offender. <laughs> That's the. I'm not saying this gentleman is, of course not. But I wouldn't say that. For you a mean second. the gnomes? Yes, that's um, it's outrageous behaviour. And um, once the BBC goes, there's going to be loads of this. This is what Sky wants. This is what Murdoch wants. Uh, a gnome outside every home that bears its bottom. That's what he wants, and he will not be happy until that happens. <laughs> but the council has ordered him to remove the mooning solar-powered figures, which cost about £3 each from a discount store, claiming they could distract motorists in Wistaston near Crewe. I hate this guy. <laughs> I hate everything he stands for. Solar-powered. He... Mooning Disgusts gnomes. me. He is just... Um, the everything he has broken Britain. Okay, we we talk about Muslims and we talk about terrorism and we talk about Bulgarians and immigrations and all of that stuff. It's people like Lawrence Perry. They are the enemy within that we need to get rid of. I'm not in any way inciting violence against anybody that has these names. Please don't for a second think that. But he makes me want to puke. Retired businessman, mm, I'd like to do a little bit more digging there to find out exactly when and why he retired and what his business was. Mr Perry, 77, said, 
They were a Father's Day present from my daughter. I set them up in his daughter. Wow. He's brought her up to think that that is acceptable. I set them up in a stretch of verge near my home where I've put in flower beds with the help of some neighbours. It was meant as a light-hearted joke. Is... Oh, so it's not in his garden. It's on a verge. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. He thinks this is funny. I bet he'd complain about a Frankie Boyle routine. I bet he. I bet he's one of the people that phoned up to complain about um, uh, Russell Brand phoning up Manuel and saying he'd had sex with his granddaughter. I don't see any difference between the two. The area used to be strewn with litter, but we've planted begonias, marigolds, and geraniums. Fine, well that's fine. No, You're... it's not your gra- it's not your grass. Well, it's, it's the council's grass verge. It looks lovely. There's even a bench. Mr. Perry plans. There's even a bench. Mr. Berry Perry plans to replace them with fully clothed figures. Cheshire East Council said, um, while we do not wish to spoil people's fun, there is a safety issue here, as such objects could easily cause a distraction to motorists and other road users. The gnome, uh, and then it, then, um, it says, the gnomes could distract drivers regardless of whether it was their bottoms that glowed, it said. Mr Perry has been given a week to remove them. What it says to me is um, common. It says he's common. Mr Perry is common. His business was probably <laughs> rag and bone or chips. It says to me he is common and he is... And um, Cheshire East Council are correct um, in the implication that he is um, lowering the tone. You know, if, if there's a white van parked on the drive next door, ten grand off your house price... Is that right? Yes, that is true. That is absolutely true. Ten grand. If there's a caravan, as much as twenty-five grand off your house price. Absolutely true. Gnomes, fifty grand <laughs> off your house price. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dom, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is what I'm talking about. So there's a whole conspiracy theory, which I just found out today, that if you work at the BBC, you're not allowed to mention Israel. Right? That that is just sim- that is simply not true. I ne- I certainly must have been off that day when that that memo was passed around. And then there's this bloke Joe who's been borderline. He's tweeting me. He's borderline from time to time, but sometimes do something you know quite obnoxious. Then he'll do something really nice, and I'm a sucker for those guys. Um, and then he says, um, uh, someone said, "Oh, Ian's doing a really good job of defending the BBC." And so he says, "Yeah, a lot of people would defend pedos for justice." if they had a few decent radio stations and paid their presenters £2 million a year. I think what he means by that is that the BBC is a pro-paedophile corporation. Is that what you mean, Joe? Uh, That you think... You you genuinely, genuinely think, right, that the BBC is a pro-nonce corporation that where the majority of people that work there... May, they may not actually be paedophiles themselves, but they certainly condone that behaviour. Is that what you? Is that what you really, really think? Because if that's what you think, then you are one of the most st- 
stupid people I have ever had the pleasure of blocking on Twitter. Are you an idiot? I worked at the BBC for four years. Not once was I offered sex with a child. Not once did I have someone send me an email, group email, saying, we're having a, a, um, a sex abuse party at the weekend. Who wants to come? Shh, don't tell anybody that doesn't work at the BBC. Not once did that happen. Do you know why? Because you're an absolute twat. That's why, Joe. You're an idiot. Because that doesn't happen. Of course there are paedophiles that worked and probably still work at the BBC. But get this, right? There'll be paedophiles where you work. And there'll be paedophiles um, who work in the care industry. And there'll be paedophiles who work in chocolate factories. And there'll be paedophiles that, paedophiles that work in uh, as mechanics. They'll be everywhere. You absolute loon. You're such a massive numpty. This whole thing that everybody that ever worked at the BBC was com- complicit in the Jimmy Savile sexual abuse and complicit in um, that idiot that Stuart Hall and all of those other people is absolute nonsense. And I, I tell you what, that gets me angry because you're implying, you're saying that I was somehow involved in that cover-up, either directly or indirectly. And I take great offence at that. You're an idiot, Joe. You've always been an idiot. And one day, do you know what, dude? You might grow some brains and you might grow some balls. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe McSoap is blocked. Thank you very much indeed. Good evening, Dom. Well, that's too for balance like that, mate. How about I've had a few times? Um, yeah, here we go. Go on, what you got? Right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, uh, you might need some help off Catherine, because she's a bit younger than you are. Okay. Ooh. Right, just go up to one. One of the most vivid memories of my entire pop career is kicking Dad under the huge mago- oh, can't speak. Oh, mahogany table in the boardroom of the London-based law firm Harbert and Lewis. It was 19th of December, 1997. Oh, I had three months earlier turned 15 years old and the Teletubbies were at number one with, say, uh-oh. The leather Chesterfield chair I was sitting in was so huge, my trainers couldn't quite reach the floor. Wearing combat trousers and a T-shirt, I was mesmerised by the men in the sharp suits who surrounded us. There were so many, and each one who came in seemed to have a fatter pen in his hand than the one before. Hmm. I was itching to sign the papers piled up in front of us, but Dad kept on and on asking these annoying questions. Virgin Records, the brains behind Spice Girls, and the man who rescued Take That had plucked me out of drama school. Stop, stop the me. clock, stop the clock. We're getting somewhere. So it's Jonathan Shallot he's referring to. Yes. You've seen the pictures of Shallot now, he's lost his weight. No. Oh, he, uh, uh, Didn't we see him last year? Yeah, but he's lost, he's lost all his weight. Has he's he? a skinny man now. Jonathan Shallot is a skinny man. So a 15-year-old pop star, okay. 1997. Charlotte I, Church? No, no, or no. Or Billy Piper? Billy Piper. I'm going Billy Piper. You going right, to go church? I'll go church, we'll split the difference. All right. Who's right? Ian Lee is the king! Yay! Lesbian Avenue, thank you very much indeed. Of course, you know, well, you'll know this because you've read the book. You know oh, yeah. where she got spotted? Um, oh. No, I don't. Uh, she I was don't in an it. advert for Smash Hits. Um, oh, she was, yeah. yeah. No, was it one of the love story things? I don't know. She was on a, it was a TV advert for Smash Hits. And, I mean, she was, she was 15, but she looked a lot older. She looked like a very sexy young woman. Um, and, um, she got signed up as, as a, as a pop singer on the back of that. I interviewed her. Yep. Back in about 2000-ish. 
I was on work experience. She was in a lull in her career. She'd gone from being the sort of little um, pop, pop still, popstrel. Yeah. And it was just before the sort of Chris Evans thing. I think she was still going out with that lad from, what was it called? 911? Was she going out with Richie from... Yep, I think so. Oh, yes. yeah. Was it 911 yeah, yeah. he was in? Anyway, yeah, yeah. she was. I think she was still going out with him. Anyway, she was doing this thing for Purcell, um, Britain's muckiest kid, oh. right? And so it was like one of these kind of. Uh, but she was. She came in. Her, first of all, her manager came in and gave us this briefing. And it was really strict. Don't ask her about this. Don't ask her about that. Yes. She doesn't want to talk about this. When I spoke to her, she was talking about anything. She was yeah. brilliant, absolutely brilliant, yep. and beautiful. Yep, yep, absolutely yep. beautiful. You know, you, you sort of see people on telly and you take it for granted. Uh, but she was even more beautiful in in in, in uh, person and also super bright. You know the way the manager was going on. I thought, how thick is she? Yeah. Why are you frightened about what she's going to say? But she wasn't. She's was great. Good for her. When is she going to release another record, guys? That's <laughs> that's what she's we're in a play around the corner, isn't she? She is in a play around the corner. Um, but I, um, I'm not going to see that play. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine a lot of uh, pop stars and stuff. They're naive and innocent, and they were. The management and the all the hangers on were just sort of blocking from saying anything because yeah. they were afraid of what they were going to say rather than what? or that she doesn't want to talk about Controlling it. Controlling her. What happens? Yeah, yeah. What happens to um, the, the 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 minor pop stars? I mean, the, the, Billy Piper was I was going to say lucky, but obviously it's down to talent as well. But a lot of luck. She was very lucky that you know her career could have lasted two years, but actually it turned out she was a, a really good actress as well. And, and she's clever. So she's gone. On, she you know so her career is now sorted forever because she is she's you know that it, it entrenched in the um, entertainment industry. But you mentioned nine one one, right? Um, all right, here, here's here's a, um, uh, uh, um, what were they called? Um, Richie Wormerling was in them. Let loose, oh, get loose, let loose, let loose. Let right, loose. right. So let loose were big for eighteen months. Okay, what does someone like Richie Wormerling? And I'm, I, I, I seem to remember bumping into him once, and he was he held a door open for me, which is very pleasant. But what does someone like Richie Wormerling or the other two members of Let Loose or the guys from um, Big Fun? What do they do? After their 18 months, two years, pop career is over. And, and by that, I mean, you know, you, you can kind of wait for the wheel to come back round and 10 years later you can kind of play the nostalgia circuit. But how do you put food on the table? How do you pay the mortgage? How do you feed the kids? After that, do you go, do you, you have to go and get a, a proper job, I suppose. Yeah, or they stay within music, but behind the scenes. Like, for example, Kathy Dennis now yeah. Is, yeah. is a writer. She's she wrote brilliant. Hearsay. She wrote Hearsay yeah. song. And then there's that Ben Adams who was in A A1. Yeah. He's a producer now, and he's doing really well. Well, that's that question answered, But the rest then. of them, I don't know. That's Real life, I guess. Where is... I think it's two ways, isn't it? They can either go the East 17 route of becoming painters and decorators, yep. or they can just do the sort of bottling circuit, the Northern circuit, and just... You, well, here's the thing. You can only do that... You can't do that circuit immediately after your bubble has burst, because no, you, no. You, you, you're, 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 you're nobody. You have to wait for you to... Um, you have to hope that you had at least one hit that was big enough for you to become... Um, um, either kitsch or part of the nostalgia market and that takes it's, that's got to take a minimum of like eight eight to ten years for that that wheel to go all the way round again and there's no shame in playing the the butlins and the, although there are it's saying that there are less of those 
type of holiday resorts that you know that you get the shawaddy waddies and the the uh, you know so um uh, it, it must be tough being an ex-pop star mm. I think it's, yeah it's definitely tough but i think the holiday resorts have been replaced by the blackpool hotels and the bingo halls i need yeah. anything in there just to get punters in yeah yeah i was Thank- looking on twitter yesterday oh, yes do you remember robin asquith he's coming on the show is it? Oh, fantastic. I was going to point him out to you. Robin Asquith. Star- I don't know who he's still alive. Of, um, star of Confessions of a Window Cleaner and Bottle Boys. Did you ever see? I, I think the sitcom Bottle Boys was only broadcast in London. Um, and I'm kind of aware of him just because uh, he was friends with one of the monkeys, so he pops up. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's now got a Twitter presence and someone. Um, someone tweeted his Twitter presence that's run by a young lady and said, oh, you should get him on the show. And actually I went, yeah, do you know what? That'll be, that'll be, that'll be really good. So Robin Asquith <laughs> is coming on the show at some point in the near future. I don't quite know when. As is Diddy David Hamilton to talk about his uh, new book that he's got. As is Billy Bragg. So we've got some cracking guests coming up. And this week, uh, this weekend, while I'm away, I'm going to just jot down I'm going to do a little brainstorm. Kath, you do a little brainstorm. Um, we're going to jot down loads of guests. We've got, oh, we've got uh, Belinda Carlisle coming on in a few weeks. Yeah. Wowzers. I also got an email today from Adam Ant's manager. Oh, at last, yes. He's doing uh, something at the Roundhouse yes. later on this year. Yes. So I said, so he sent me this thing saying, do you think you've got room to put this, you know, publicise this? I went, can we talk to him? We've you, been asking for a year. You get me, Adam, and then boy, oh boy, oh boy. I think if I need the uh, bleep machine back from Imani for, uh, for that one, potentially. Um, right, Here's a, we've had an email from Paul. Of Who wants to hear have. it? Oh, God. OK, Ian, I do not understand why you have to bring up the name Jimmy Savile to do with talking about the BBC. This is just the lowest of the low, Ian. Is this guy nuts? This guy's nuts. Paul is nuts, isn't he? I think my was just... I thought he was simple, but actually he's a, he's a nutcase. You had no reason to talk about him and his so-called scumbag actions whilst talking about the latest topic on the BBC. Why, Ian, why do this? I do not understand. Jimmy Savile or any of the other kiddie fiddlers were nothing to do with about news for BBC. Well, yes, they were, because people think there was a huge conspiracy at the BBC to keep it a secret. So, Paul, you're an idiot. I mean, I, don't, I just don't understand that guy. I wish he would go... I wish someone would tune his radio into LBC. Go and go buggy and Collins, you muppet. Dom, thank you for that! Cheers, bud. Ta-ta, 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give a score. Well, that first hour zipped and crackled and popped uh, away. Another two hours to go. Do call in, because there really is... That, that story about the gnomes was the best story in the newspapers today. The rest of it... It just gets it just gets weaker and weaker. So um, do give us a call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Yeah, listener, give us a call, please. The switchboard is empty and it is waiting for you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Switch broken. 
time I'm away and it will get sunny when I come back. What a joy! What an absolute joy it will be to be stuck inside um, a cottage with two bored children. So I'm quite nervous. I've never, it's weird, I've never had time away with them before. It just This is why I'm doing it, partly because I heard was listening to the Elvis Costello audiobook and he mentioned going away with his son for the first time. I thought, oh, I've not done that. What if I break one of them? That's, um, I, I, I bet I should actually find out where the nearest A and E is, just in case, because my children are nuts. And if we don't end up um, going to a hospital at one, uh, one point, then it's not been a good weekend. So we're going to the New Forest. Um, that's the pony. The ponies thing is weird. Yes, it is. Isn't it? So there's like thousands of them, mm-hmm. and they're wild. Yeah. How... Why is that allowed? I don't understand why that's allowed. And why they've not been um, um, captured by horse rustlers and tamed well, and eaten by um, Bulgarian immigrants. I'm not sure whether they've got uh, weak ankles, but they're not... E. I w- if I was an illegal immigrant, uh, and we know there are millions of them over here, uh, I would head... I wouldn't head for the city. I would head straight for the New Forest... Seriously, you catch even like a baby horse. That's enough food for a month, isn't it? That's enough meat for a month. And also you could use its hide to make clothes. Tricky to dispose of the rest though, isn't it? Oh god, no. I could I could use about 97, 98% of a horse if I mm. slaughtered it would be would be used up the the um, the hooves could make a fascinator for someone going to a wedding. The other thing about those ponies is they hang out in gangs, so you'd have to oh, catch one on its own. No, they're very tight. Most of them are tame. They, they come up to you. Yeah, they do, but there's usually a big clump of them. Hang on a minute. If I kill a pony... Mm, the others will get you. No, they're not. It's mm. so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word not. will get around. It's not like birds. Or if you, if you um, smash a bird's skull in, um, in, in your garden because cause it's stupid enough to come near you, 
Um, and then all the other birds will go nuts. Yeah. You can't go... They, they'll dive bomb you. It, it happens, honestly. Um, but ponies don't think like that. Ponies don't have the the same mentality that birds and humans do. They, in fact, they probably think, oh, that's good. But Bert's been killed and turned into um, a variety of foods and weapons. Are you planning to share these thoughts with the boys? Yeah, we're going to go and kill a pony. Oh, God. We're going to kill a, a pony um and um uh we, we, i will show them how to make food out of it how to make clothes how to make nunchuckers i bought my kids um bearing in mind they're seven and five and for some reason they were talking about nunchuckers so everyone now calls them nunchucks and i there's an there should be an a at the end of nunchucks it's nunchaku what is it? nunchakas nunchukas nunchuckers right and I said to my boys, oh, I used to have some nunchuckers. I used to have loads. I had a three-sectional staff. I had um, butterfly knives. I had shuriken. I had um, some other things. What's a shuriken? A shuriken is a ninja throwing staff. Oh, yeah. But I, I had proper ones. You could dip them in poison and throw it at somebody. Kill them. Beautiful. Oh. Um, and I had nunchucks. I had loads of chucks. I had mini chucks. I had full-size chucks, um, all with chains. Some of them had swivel action. Hardwood, and I practiced them. How many times do you hit yourself on the oh, head? Oh, Jesus, loads, loads. And I think that explains a lot of... Um, ah. But, um, uh, uh, so I, I looked online and you could buy foam chucks for, you know, pussies. <laughs> God. Um, for, for kids that aren't tough enough to use wooden chucks. Yeah. So I bought the boys a set of foam chucks. I'm keep meaning to bring wrong? them in. I want to I bring them in one night and do, some, uh, do a, a martial arts demonstration on the radio. And... Um, they didn't really know how to use them, so they're just like, waving it around and stuff. And I showed them some wicked moves, um, <laughs> but they weren't that impressed. So then we went online, and there's, um, like, a, what would you call it? A, a, a video medley of all of Bruce Lee's nunchucker bits, from Fist of Fury, where he goes to the Japanese dojo and takes on, like, 50 men, to Way of the Dragon, where he has two nunchuckers. <laughs> pulls that out to Enter the Dragon, where he does it. And then to Game of Death. Where he has the nunchucker fight against Danny Monsanto. And um, the boys were like, whoa, this is insane. And I, I filmed it, and you've seen it. I yeah. then got them to um, do their, their impressions of Bruce Lee with the chucks afterwards. And they, 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 they've got it. They have got it. Can you, next time you send me one of those videos, yep. can you make sure they're wearing the yellow jumpsuits? Yes. Really, oh, oh, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Can, the person who keeps texting in, eight with the, your last the four digits are 8234, phone in. In fact, let's, let's phone this, but how do, I, how do I, can I phone from here? Is there a way to phone someone? Wait a minute, technology. Yeah, give me a pen. Have you got a pen? I d- there uh, we go, I've got a pen, I've got a pen. Right, I'm going to phone them up. Because they keep texting in like funny things, and they're they're trying to be funny, and I, and, and, and I, 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 you know, that's cool. But 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 phone in. Let's um, let's see if they're going to phone an answer or not. I've texted like about twelve times. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? Hello, how are you? Yeah. 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 Are um, you a thing? Is that? Exist. Yeah. Um. Who? Uh, hey. Uh, this is Ian. Who are you? Oh, I don't exist. You don't exist. No, I'm giving it up. Come on, man. You exist. You ex- You exist in uh, in some sphere, in some realm. 
Yeah. I'm just. I'm enjoying your. I'm enjoying your um, texts that you've sent in. I've never sent a text. I don't exist. Okay. Well, I'm enjoying the texts that have um, been mysteriously sent in from the ether. I think they're funny. Oh, those. Yeah, I know those. Yeah. They're funny, yeah. man. Well, I wouldn't say that. No, they're funny. Uh, we've had one of them. We've had Andy Partridge on as a guest already. Have you really? Yeah, 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 we did. We, 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 um, he, he, he doesn't like doing too many interviews, but I'll, I'll try and get him back on at some point. Well, that would be entertaining. Yeah. Well, you did, have you only just discovered us? Because you, uh, your number's only just... Um, I've not phoned up to have a pop, by the way. Genuinely found some of these very funny. Um, the, uh, uh, here's one. Look, I am the Archbishop of Canterbury and I have a large penis. Could this be discussed? I think that's a funny text. <laughs> that's a funny text to send in. Um, that's rude. I, I it, find that offensive, man. It's a rude one, man. But have you only... Because you've not been... I, I've not noticed your um, unique style of text before. Have you only just discovered talk radio, like, recently? Yeah, it's very good, I think. When, But when did you find it? When, when did you find talk radio? Um, I don't know about... Uh, couple of months ago. Okay. Well, keep texting in, man, but you'd be very welcome to call in as well. But you don't well, exist, so that would, would obviously present some difficulties. That's always a problem I've had, um, because, you know, if you don't exist, um... What are you going to do? It's tricky. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's always difficult with, uh... Where don't you exist? Um... Well, wherever you exist. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Well, as long as you're not worried about it, brother, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you to continue to not exist. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for taking the call. All right, bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. What a nice fella. What a nice man. Enjoyed Mysterious. That. Yeah, I enjoyed that. He's, he sent it in some t- t- loaded load of texts. I thought we might as well... Um, um, you might as well just acknowledge those. I enjoyed that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can text eight seven triple two. Start your text with the word talk. Cost twenty five pence plus your normal standard uh, network charge. I, I prefer the phone calls though. If I'm completely honest, I'm more of a phone call. Um, I'm more of a phone call guy, kind of guy. That's that's where uh, that's what gets me feeling sexy. So oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dennis, call us back, you muppet. Your phone doesn't accept withheld numbers. Call us back, and we'll put you um, straight to air. Gary is texting in. Ian, I only ever contact you when I've been to a live music concert. Where have I been? I've. I have no idea. I don't know. Well, who's who's playing this week? Um, yes, Jethro Tull. I don't know. I am unable to answer that question. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Calls have gone a bit thin this week. If I'm completely honest, um, maybe that's my fault. Po- probably is. I'm not here tomorrow or Friday, so um, let's. I tell you what, let's all have a good hard think, shall we, over the next few days about how we can um, take this to the next level? Because um, you know. Oh, by the way, 
Um, next week, uh, Moses is coming on, who wrote that brilliant book about um, uh, being a, a, a teen magazine editor in the 60s. Billy Bragg's coming on at some point, and so is Diddy David Hamilton. If you've got any suggestions, by the way, for guests, let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we, we delve into the rather um, thin number of stories that are in the newspapers today. It really is very, very poor. Um, but uh, let's do some housekeeping. If you've got any suggestions for guests uh, that we can uh, have on the show, you can tweet me. Don't tweet them as well, because then it gets really embarrassing if it's somebody who's not, you know, compatible with the show's format, shall we say. Let's say that. Um, so you can tweet me um, or you can email me, Ian, I-A-I-N, at Ian Lee dot com you can do those things uh we've got loads of live live shows coming up including scumthorpe on the thank you very much scumthorpe on the first of october that has just um gone live so if you google ian lee rabbit hole scumthorpe um you will see that on the first of october um, we will be playing a gig uh, live there. There's also the next one um, is Manchester on Saturday, July the 29th. It's a 1 p.m. lunchtime show. Uh, and tickets for that are going quite fast. There's uh, a handful of tickets left. I suggest you get them while you can. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian dash lee ticket source.co.uk slash ian dash lee is um where you can get those ones from who's that gary that just called did that um disappear did that come did that go there's dennis and there was a gary Go and find out for us. Um, and, 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 podcast, podcast, podcast. Last little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get on with the fun. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Last little bit of, uh, uh, uh housekeeping. Uh, podcasts for this show. Every day we put out a podcast and some bonus stuff. Um, tomorrow morning you will be able to, uh, get two new shows. The Door into Summer, which is my, uh, music, uh, my homebrew music show. And this week's a really good one. I've got some cracking music on there. Uh, the door if you go to mixcloud.com slash Ian Lee and also the rabbit hole. There's a second episode of the rabbit hole um from um Newcastle. Am I right, Catherine? Is there a second rabbit hole going out tomorrow? You've, you've got me. It's going out tomorrow. Good evening, Gary. How you doing, boss? Gary, so you've been to a pop concert. I have. Whereabouts in the country? In London. In London. I London. La- that, that scary London. London. I haven't got a clue who's playing at the moment. Would you like me to give you a clue? I'd like a clue, yes, please. 90s pop punk band. 90s? Mm. Jesus Jones! <laughs> No, you said that last time. Did I? Not, yeah. Oh, yeah, the last time it was a band no one had ever heard of. <laughs> no, it was Good Charlotte last time. Is it Stiltskin? Mm. No. What, Stiltskin? <laughs> That'd be better. Nine. Yeah. Um, who was it you went and saw last time? Good Charlotte. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pushing it a bit. Are this mm. band more or less well-known than Good Charlotte? More. 
Well, they filled the O2 arena. Tonight. Oh! Whereas Good Charlotte only filled the HMV Forum. Okay. Um, you, you mean the town Don't of Google, Don't Google it. Um, no, I'm not Googling. No, 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 no. So who's been playing at the O2 90s pop? Did you say pop punk? Yeah, like... Correct. Green Day or something. No. Like, in that sort of mould, but not Green Day. Are they Americans? They are Americans. Blink thingy what's it? Blink thingy what's it? Yes, it was. Was, it, ah! was it? I couldn't well, name you country. a Blink thingy what's it song. What, you don't know all the small things. All the small things. God, you there like... You go, uh, Gary, Gary, that. listen, I'm, I need to um, kidnap you and deprogram you because you have got <laughs> such an appalling taste in music. <laughs> but you, you, you know that song, don't you, Ian? No. Yeah, you do. Everyone you do. knows it. No, I Everyone don't. Everyone knows that song. I don't know it. You, you never, you've never done it on a karaoke? No, of course I've never done it on a camera. Why would I do a song? You must know the chords. You like a bit of guitar, don't you? I don't know that. If I don't know that song, I'm not going to know the chords. You do know the chords. I don't even know the song. You do know the song. Catherine, will you sing it again for him, please? Oh, for God's sakes, no. Gary's (laughs) Gary's been disconnected. He's as bad as my uh, mum for insisting you know things you don't know. Disconnected from life. 0344 (laughs) 499 1000. Good evening, Barry. Hello, good evening, uh, Ian. Uh, Hello, Catherine. Word. Yeah, um, Ian, I'm looking forward to hearing Dennis. Hopefully you can get him on. Haven't well, heard from him for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, mate. He's, he's got... Dennis, you've got to call back. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear from him. Um, can, can I say, Ian, um, a lot of what we said in relation to these um, announcements about BBC salaries... Yes. A lot that I agree with you on, Ian. Um, I've always found I've been defending that licence fee of 147 for a long time. Yes. But, you know... It, it's very, very good value. I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I like my news, I like Match of the Day, The Wildlife, all the usual things, costume dramas. Yes. There's some very, very quality yes. uh, viewing. Some however, very, very quality, yes. How, however, there's a however coming. That's, that's equivalent to a but. Yeah, however, this is where I... <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Nolan, <laughs> half a million quid. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not... I'm not totally um, disagreeing, uh, but what I'm trying to say is, I think for a lot of people, they will look at those salaries. They will look at how the country is at the moment with austerity. They'll look at nurses. They'll look at all these things that we're hearing about. And, you know, it, it does sort of... There's a disparity there between what a lot of useful workers are earning and what they're getting. Right. So I know the Hang argument- on a minute. What is... What is, what is- Graham Norton got to do with austerity. He w- he's not a banker. No. He's no. not a member of parliament. Those It's bankers and members of parliament that are to blame for austerity. Not not um, not John Humphreys. I'm doing John Humphreys. Not Chris Evans. What's the, what on earth has austerity got to do with Zoe Ball? Well, it's probably got to do with the principle. It's probably got to do with the fact that uh, a lot of people are really feeling the pinch here, and, and human nature being what no, it is, but mate. Barry, but Barry, but no, listen, mate, the, but the, the austerity, the reason that the, the country was plunged into recession was the bankers, right? Yeah, right. I agree with you. The reason that we have austerity is because the Tory party, who are made up of, um, uh, let's be honest, millionaires, um, as are a lot of the Labour Party, but the Tory party, who are made up of millionaires, think that we are all in this together, so we should all be suffering. So who suffers the most because of austerity? The poor people do, of course. What's that got to do with Claudia Winkleman? 
Jealousy. Well, You're jealous. It's jealousy. You sort, of, you sort of come back to that statement, don't you, that we're all in it together. Well, you know, we're, we're not. not. No, I know. We're, we're not. But that's David Cameron that came out with that. That was a millionaire Tory that came out with that line. It's obviously, it's, it's rubbish. Yeah, so, again, I, I, what's I mean, that, what has that got to do with Eddie Mayer? I agree with you, Ian, but I'm just, I'm just trying to get through to you the difference between that sort of money and people, you, you know... People well, hang on. You mentioned austerity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what's that got... To, please answer the question, then. What has austerity got to do with Eddie Mayer? What it's got to do with it is if you're living in a society where those sort of two million salaries are banded about... No, 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 they're not. How many two million salaries were included in that list? Uh, not too many, but... How many? Well, Chris Evans. Right, yep. And then we 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 saw John Humphreys and one. No, 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 no. You, you, this is it. We listen. When we we we, we got to be specific. There was only one person that got over two million pounds. That was Chris Evans. So so you 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 you, you can't <laughs> spread fake news. Not on this show, Barry. There was only one person that got over two million pounds. That was Chris Evans. I believe two point five million. Right. Okay. But there were still some pretty big salaries there. Yeah. But what has that got to do with austerity? Well, because I we don't live in a socialist. We don't live in a socialist society. Uh, well, it would be nice if we did, but yeah, I but we think, but we I don't. Just, I still think that the every every everyday sort of person right. struggling will look at that not not out of total envy, but will look at that and say, you know, how does that stack up? How does that make sense? That's but Barry, just my Barry point of view. no, but Barry, your your point of view makes no sense whatsoever. Again, I'll ask the question: What has Claudia Winkleman's four hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year got to do with austerity? It's not her fault that we went into recession. It was the bankers. It's not her fault that we are we are um, living under austerity. That is the Tory government policy. Um, so it is literally nothing to do with her so why i don't understand why you've you've brought that connection in why aren't you why haven't you phoned up to have a go at the bankers or why haven't you phoned up to have a go at theresa may why are you phoning up to have a go at a woman who presents a dancing program well i've done that in the past and i'll continue to do that and i'm accepting the points you're making about the bankers i do think the people of this country were made to pay for the fact that they were on a a really good ticket, you know. They were what about money. me? What about me? Is it just because they're at the BBC that you're upset that they earn so much money? Because I earn quite a bit of money. Well, and good luck to you. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the fact that they're a right. BBC. On, on a good year, I can get. I can nudge up to a hundred grand on a good year. If I'm not just doing this, if I'm doing other stuff, I can. I can get close to that. So, so what? So what? So what has well, austerity no, got to do with me? I certainly would appreciate your expertise, and I've said to you in the past. But you know, there's a difference in on a good year, hundred thousand, and and there's a difference in some of those ISLs. There's no, there's no there's, there is no difference to someone who's earning, uh, who's working on a, um, a zero hours contract, or someone who's barely making eighteen grand before they've paid the rent. There's no difference. So, so you wouldn't you wouldn't agree that it would be human nature that somebody would question. Why no, it be. you're being told to question it by people like Rupert Murdoch, by people like Paul Dacre, by uh, uh, all of these people. You are being told to question it. There's, 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 there's no, 
I, I cannot understand, Barry, it, while you've... Int- I cannot understand why you've introduced the subject of austerity into this, when right, it's got okay. nothing to do with it whatsoever. It's jealousy, Barry. You're, Ian, you're talking about jealousy. Ian, there's no jealousy involved. I'm retired and I'm OK. I've, I've got my little pensions from uh, 50 years of work. There's no envy. Uh, as far as Murdoch's concerned, I've no time for the, for the bloke. Well, you're speaking, you're speaking on... You're spe- well, Barry, Barry, I hate to break it to you, you're speaking on a radio station that he owns. Well, you know, unless, so, he, sends, unless he sends the heavy gang around, Ian, I, I shan't be losing any sleep over it. Well, but I don't know what that means. He's not going to send the heavy gang around. I don't understand what that means. Well, you know, uh, I mean, the fact that I'm speaking on a programme, I think George Galloway probably summed that up. Um, at least, you know, yourself and George Galloway can express your points of view, on the wider stuff, political stuff, as far as Murdoch's concerned, and the various things that his papers have been responsible for, I, t- I differ totally politically, so, uh, I, you know, that was just an aside about the Evie Gang, that was rather a silly thing to say. But, um, no, I mean... I mean, I You have made that. absolutely zero sense, you have scored zero points in this, in this. Honestly, Barry, you're rambling all over the place. Well, that's okay, you know, I mean, I never get much above zero anyway, but I still enjoy talking talking to you mate and i love the program to bits thank you very much indeed you are correct to do that but i don't i don't understand what austerity has got to do with claudia winkleman getting four hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year i don't i, I don't see the connection oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand dennis and lester stay there come to you after this late night conversation wealth losing sleep ian lee on air and off the leash on talk radio we have ways of making you talk oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand now someone's complaining can you tell me what time the late night alternative is starting all i can hear is bbc pay bankers tories austerity jesus you you can please some of the people some of the time but it turns out you can please most of the people none of the time Shall I tell you what time that happens? It happens at 0344 499 1000. Jeez, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, let's go to Dennis. Evening, Dennis. Good evening. Ian, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dennis. What have you got for us on this fine, fine evening? Well, you wanted somebody to talk to. to, talk to. What no. about this little lad in America who just had his hands replaced? He sounds very intelligent, and I'm sure well, you could get a lot of he, news out of him. He, how old is he, and would he be able to pick up the phone? Yes, that's the thing. So he plays, he plays. It's the only thing, he hasn't got feet. He had mm. both hands and both feet taken off when he was a baby. Oh, they've, just, they've just issued him with new hands. But they could, they, no feet, though. That's That seems odd. It's all right. He's walking around. He's playing baseball. Oh. He belts the ball, and he writes now. He's... He's a brilliant. He's a brilliant child to talk to as well. Have you spoken very, to very him? Great guy. Have you spoken to him? No, I've just oh. listened to him on the radio. That's all. Okay. Well, if you find us his um, telephone number, Dennis, we'll give him a call. Well, he's in America. I couldn't. No way of doing to do that. Um, hang on a second. Um, uh, let me just. Do you know what part of America? No. Nope. Right. But it's in the papers today, spread all over the news. All right, hang and on, 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 hang in the on. papers as well. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Great Let's... little guy, he's right, a great right. little guy. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. Right. What's the d- dialing code for America, no, Catherine? Zero zero one. Zero zero one. Right, stay there, Dennis. Three do you know do you know what his name is? No. Nope. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna phone up 
Um, I'm phoning up America. Five, eight, five, eight. This is um, um, a diner in Los Angeles called Swingers. Let's see if they know. In America, you say, Dennis? Yes. Okay. Let's see if, let's see if uh, Swingers Diner in Los Angeles knows. Beverly uh, Boulevard. Hey, this is Lacey. I can help you. Hello. Yeah, I wonder if you can. This is Ian Lee in Talk Radio in the UK. Uh, I've got a caller called Dennis. Dennis, can you ask this, uh, describe the young lad to the lady? See if she knows him. Little, little dark lad. All over again. Yeah, we, 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 we're trying to find a boy in America who, he didn't have any hands, but they replaced his hands recently and now he plays baseball. Do you know him? <laughs> no, I don't know him. <laughs> Is that, have I got that right, Dennis? Yes. What's that? And he's, he doesn't have any feet. He, he's in America, and my friend Dennis said that it would be good to get him on my radio show. Do you know, do you know where he is? No Sorry, idea. Can't help you. Nuts. What's business like in Swingers today? Wonderful. Yeah? Why is have it? Have a good day. Thank you very much for your call. Sorry, Dennis, she doesn't know where he is. Oh, well, I'm sorry. The newspapers will find him for you. Oh, will Mail. they? Hang on a minute. The newspapers. Newspapers. The mail today. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's find, um... Um, let's see what, uh... Okay, let's try this one. Hang on a second. Zero, zero, one, three, two, three, two, nine, nine, three, eight, zero, zero. Let's see if, um, the LA Sentinel can find him. Let's see. We'll find him, Dennis. If he's out there, we'll find him. Oh. Los Angeles Sentinel, LA Watch Time. Tell me a direct your call. Yeah, we're trying to find, um... This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We're trying to find the young lad, the young boy, that had no hands, and then um, they replaced his hands, and now he plays baseball. And right. I... And right. I don't know who you're talking about. He's a young boy. He's American. Um, we're a UK radio station, and one of my callers said that the American papers would know him. He's a young boy. He had no hands. They've replaced his hands. He's not got feet, but he can write now. Do you know where he is or what his name is? Let me transfer you to the editorial department. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you. There we go, Dennis. You're doing very well, Ian. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Dem. This is the editorial department of the LA Sentinel. You've got to tell them they're live, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, this is Brian Carter for the LA Sentinel on Watch Times. I'm not available at this oh. time to take your call. Please leave me a brief message with your oh, name okay. and the purpose of your call. You may also reach me at my email at Brian. Oh, okay, we know we don't need to hear the email. R I A N at LA. Oi, 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 yeah, yeah. I get back to you at my earliest convenience. Thank you and God bless. Hello, my name is Ian Lee. I'm calling live uh, on the air on talk radio in the UK. Um, one of my callers, Dennis, is with me. Dennis? Yes? Descri- leave a message for the, the editor of the LA Sentinel. Right. This is a young man. He looks to be about uh, perhaps 10 years old. He lost both his hands and both his feet when he was a baby through illness. And they've just fitted him out with a pair of hands which has had a hell of a job to do, fantastic surgery, I might say, and now 
he writes, he plays baseball, he bashes things, obviously he's got uh, something on his feet, but he stands up and he bashes them all over, and he's a very intelligent young man, um, and I he... think he's brilliant, and the surgeon who did this job... Well, he deserves a crown as well. Okay, uh, if you can, if you know this gentleman, we're trying to track him down for our radio show. My number is zero zero four four three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That's zero zero four four three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can email me Ian I A I N at ianlee dot com. Thanks very much for your time. Well, let's just keep our fingers crossed, Dennis, and uh, which this young man can do now as well. Good for him. The other thing is, oh. the Daily Mail was in there today. They know where he is. Ah, well, why didn't you say that at the start and we could have phoned up Paul Dacre? Unbelievable. Good evening, Lester. Hello, uh, Lester. Yeah? Uh, it's just about the uh, the whole BBC thing. Yeah? I mean, surely it's only, it's only relevant if you publish what people get at Sky and ITV. And I can guarantee the BBC will come out favourably. Guarantee it. Well, I mean, the argument is that it's funded by um, the licence fee, which many people say is a tax, and which I can understand. But if you don't own a TV, you don't have to pay it. Um, uh, and you're you're right. Sky and ITV will pay a lot more. How much is... Uh, there's a new woman has been appointed the head of ITV. Can you just Google very quickly, Kath, how much she's getting per she's year? She's the former head of EasyJet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, the amount she is getting per year is mind-blowing. Tony Hall, who... I, I've got very little time for Tony Hall. I think he's an umpty. But the, he, he won't be getting anything close to what she's getting as the head of ITV. It's millions per year. It, it, it's a ridiculous amount of money, Lester. Go on. Right, so she's getting more than Crozier, her predecessor, yeah. who was getting £24.9 million during her first his five years. She's getting... She's been hired on a package which could deliver a maximum potential payout of £25.2 million during her first five years. Wowzers. So that is... It's, it's about seven, six, seven million quid a year. That's not bad, is it, Lester? Well, that kind of leads into the other point I was going to make. Yeah, go on, mate. In that... Where's people's outrage at these seven and eight figure salaries that the kind of the, the bosses of various companies make when in a large part they met their brass by laying people off? Yeah. You know, yeah. they 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 ruin lives, yep. thousands of lives at a time often, to in, the to increase the share price, which increases their bonus usually. Yeah. Where's the outrage of them? We're not that's being... Where, we, that's where the outrage needs to be aimed at. We are not being told to be angry at those people. We're being told by enemies of the BBC. And, and I, I, you know, Murdoch would love to own... And, and he's my boss, you know. But I, I, luckily, I work at a place where I'm allowed to express an opinion. But if, if the BBC went, then his position would be so much stronger. But Paul Dacre, the editor of the Daily Mail, hates the BBC, hates them. And they... they they are kind of driving us towards this hatred of the BBC. And I think it's misplaced. And I think it's wrong. And the fact that the head of ITV is getting, you know, six, seven million quid a year. A year! That's incredible, Lester! I mean, as far on the plus side, it might be just that I'm in my Twitter bubble. But my Twitter feed is full of people defending BBC. And not that many... Oh, I've, you know, I've had a few. I've had a few jo jo joining and having a pop at me today. Uh, Lester, thank you very much, mate. I appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Paul. 
How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm all right, thank you. I'm starting to get into holiday mode and disengage. All right, listen. The little boy, his name's Zion Harvey, yeah? Ah. Philadelphia in America. Okay. Have you got his phone number? No, I haven't, but I heard him on the news. He got sepsis when he was young and had to amputate his hands and his feet. Oh, poor thing. So they've done a major first double hand dance blood. Wow. His dream was always to play baseball, so he's from a baseball And his hands, um, his hands work and stuff, do they? Yeah, yeah, they they, they totally transplanted another kid's hands onto his hands. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that and, amazing uh, what they can do? He really, like Dennis said, he really sounds like a great little kid. Well, let's see if we can get him on the show. It might be a bit yeah. tricky tonight, but maybe we'll get yeah. him. We'll get him or his parents on next week if they're up for it. That's oh, amazing, oh. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> totally changing the thing. I was listening to the brilliant Bob Mills on Sunday. Oh yeah, Bob Mills Sunday seven uh, till ten in the yeah. evening. And that Jonah Paul from Stunt Pose is rung up complaining that you called him a. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. God, what? It's rung up driving Bob Mills mad now. <laughs> well, what did... I bet Bob Mills didn't have a clue what he was banging on about. Oh, listen, Bob Mills... Uh, Bob Mills does a great show, but that Paul from Stoke Pose is rung up to him. He's called me a villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. And I'll yeah, stand exactly. by it. Well, thank oh, you, Paul. Okay. I appreciate oh, you... Okay. I appreciate you... Um, I'm not going to say grassing. I appreciate <laughs> you working as a double agent. Exactly. Have a nice holiday and speak to you when you get back. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Now, that's a nice Paul. Yeah, let's see if we can get that, um, that... How old is he? I'm just tweeting his mum. Oh, yeah. How old is the boy? He's nine. Isn't that incredible, what they can do? Uh, they not, they're not you done know, hand transplants before, No, well, he's ha- he had the hand transplant a while ago, Yeah. but he's written a letter to the parents oh. who donated. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's, um... That's an inc- uh, you know our tongue was in our cheek when we were making those phone calls, but that is a, that it really is an incredible um, an incredible story. Um, wow, that's amazing, isn't it? And is it and it, it, does it function like completely normally? Mm. Can he click his thumbs and things? Well, can he click his fingers? I mean, I, I mean, is there any kind of delay or do you know what I mean? He, he can't throw a pass yet. He's he, he okay. but he can squeeze his thumb and fingers. Wow, so, so it's not just like wow. having a prosthetic hand. That's it's... amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Oh well, we'll see if we can get them on uh, either tonight. Probably a bit. Later. We've got an hour and fifteen minutes. You never know. It's, day t- it's daytime in America. Yeah, they're in Philadelphia. Uh, or um, uh, we'll get them on maybe next week if that is uh, the way that it goes. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, this story's in a couple of the papers. The male have chosen to pixelate the, the pictures. Um, the other, Some of the other newspapers haven't pixelated the pictures. Um, when her baby needed breastfeeding as she stood on a packed train, Brian Esther naturally hoped her fellow passenger would give up their seat. She was. I mean, you see, a, you see a lady holding a fifteen-month-old baby. You offer the seat anyway, don't you? Don't you to a fifty? Someone, to, a, a, a man or a woman holding a fifteen-month-old baby. I'd say, do you, do you want this, mate? Do you, mm. you know, do you, do you want this? You know, um, and uh, it's on a busy train, and there's see one other person standing, and there's a, a fella who's in the disabled seat because he's got a bike, 
Uh, he's in his cycling, his lycra and stuff, and all the other seats are taken, um, according to this picture. Um, but you see anybody holding a 15-month-old, you go, do you want to, um, do you want this? No? Okay, fine, sure, if you've yeah, And if they say yes, you go, yeah, not a problem. They're holding a baby. 15, 15 months is, is, is big. Well, they're quite big. That's why yeah. you'd let them sit down, surely. She was astonished when they refused... Uh, uh, Bryony Esther naturally hoped a fellow passenger would give up their seat. She was astonished when they refused and said she had to stand in an area surrounded by bicycles and suitcases while she fed her 15-month-old daughter. Where's the version where they print the, um, the, the picture of the guy? Because that's the... Um, that's, that's the version that I... Uh, oh, it, R. Kelly. You read about R. Kelly? Yes. That's an odd story, isn't it? Well, is anyone surprised? I mean, he denies it, obviously. And the girl herself denies it. Well, she would. But there are a whole bunch of women who say that they were in the house with her. You know, like a sex cult. Mm-hmm. He's got previous. He wouldn't let them leave the house without wearing tracksuits because he didn't want other men looking at them. He famously had sex with and um, urinated on a young lady. Teenager. Fifteen? It was filmed, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he marry Aaliyah at fifteen? Oh, Oh, there's that lad. There's the lad there playing baseball. Look look at him. Look at him. Oh, good for him. Well done. Um, I can't find... Let me just quickly just see if it's in the star. Because one of the papers didn't have the... And by the way, um, I am enjoying this Kermit the Frog story. We'll get onto that a bit later on. Um, Oh, I can't find the non pixelated picture, which is a a shame, because I wanted to... Anyway, 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 anyway. Miss Esther, Bryony Esther, Miss Esther, 32, who was also travelling with her five-year-old daughter to visit her son in hospital. So she had two kiddies with her. So she spent ten minutes struggling to maintain her balance. She was so annoyed that she took a photograph of the scene and posted it on Facebook to shame those she claims would not give up her seat for her. She wrote... Having to stand on a train while breastfeeding my baby, thanks to a lovely bunch of charmers giving more priority to their suitcases and rolling joints. It stinks, plus the cyclist with the fancy bike that keeps rolling into me sat in the disabled seat. Please share, because I'd love it if their mothers, girlfriends and wives get to see how they behave. I did ask the guy in the cap and even sat my daughter down briefly before the baby woke and he told me the seat was taken. I mean, come on, guys. It's a young mum, even if it was a young dad, or an old mum and an old dad, um, with, with, with two kiddies. One of them is, is 15 months old. Yeah, you, come on. Come, why don't you offer them a seat? Uh, the post has been shared more than 26,000 times by last night, with many supporting the mother of three. Stuart Tebbett wrote... Oh, that's another story from Twitter. Miss um, uh, 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 um, Esther from Leon C. Essex was travelling on the C2C service to London on Saturday afternoon to see her sick son at Great Ormond Street Hospital. I mean, well, the, the destination of the journey is, I think, irrelevant because no one would know, so I don't uh, she says she was previously denied a seat making the same journey when she was eight months pregnant. Um, a C2C spokesman said, We welcome breastfeeding on all C2C trains and would hope our customers would be considerate and give up their seat when requested. And you see this bloke sat there in his lycra, um, uh, with, with, you know, on the, the, the disabled seat, with um, a big bike just there and you just i mean if we have to take her word for it that she asked if she could sit down and he refused and Mm. you just think come on you see anybody struggling with two kids and when one of them is 15 months old you can't stand a 15 month old up and if you've got to breastfeed them as well come on miserable miserable gits 
aren't some people absolutely mean? You've got to be careful, of course, offering seat. We've all done that thing where we've offered a seat to someone we thought was a pregnant lady, and actually they were just a fat man. <laughs> we've we, we, we've all done that. That is is quite common. When I was pregnant, um, I found that going on the tube in London, um, a lot of times, um, other women. And young men, and I mean like l- late teenage, yes. 18, 19 year olds, yes. um, would offer me their seats. Yeah. Men in suits yeah. open their papers a bit wider. Yeah, no, I, I'm, always, I'm always offering a seat. You know, I'm always. Uh, I told you recently, someone, some kids on a bus offered me a seat. Did Did they? Hear that? Yeah. Do you want to sit down, sir? What? I went, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, but still, I mean... Well, that was sweet of them. No, because they, they thought I was an old man. That's what they thought. That's outrageous. That is outrageous. The Kermit the Frog story. Have you been following this? Well, I'm a bit confused by it because there are two sides, aren't there? And yeah. he reckons he... Um, right, this is the man who's been voicing and working Kermit the... I hate to spoil it for you guys, but he, Kermit needs some help. Let's be honest... He's not very good at doing Kermit's voice. He's been doing it for about 30 years, Didn't Jim years. Henson used to do it personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been doing it for, like you say, 25 years. But he's objected recently to some of the storylines, like, for example, Kermit telling a fib to his nephew about breaking up with Piggy. Yeah. He said that Kermit would never do that. Yeah, exactly. And he's been, he's been kicking off a bit. But the Henson family suggest otherwise, that there's more to this, don't they? Well, they say that he was um, quite... Unpleasant. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I'm just going to block people. I love it. I'm just blocking people. Blocking. That's ah. That feels good. That feels good. Um, the actor behind Kermit the Frog was fired for making him too depressed. Creator Jim Henson's daughter Cheryl last night launched a furious attack on Steve Whitmire, and she backed the decision to let the 57-year-old go after 27 years. I always thought his Kermit voice was terrible. It's not Kermit's voice. She told the actor to stop the pity party after he said he was devastated following his sacking by phone. Disney chiefs said Whitmire was sacked to protect the integrity... I've met some of the people that do the Muppets. Right. They were on a show I was on, maybe Alan Titchmarsh or maybe this morning. They were quite they were quite grumpy. They were quite grumpy. And someone said, um, could I get a picture with Miss Piggy? Nah, nah. She's tired. Yeah, she's tired. <laughs> I just thought, come on, guys. We just open that case and sit your hand up her bum. That's all you've got to do, really. Just prop her up. Let me sit next to her. Disney chief said Whitmire was sacked to protect the integrity of the character, but claimed he was also let go over his unacceptable business conduct. Debbie McClellan, head of the Muppet Studio Division, said they had consulted with the Henson family. She said the role of Kermit the Frog is an iconic one that is beloved by fans, and we take our responsibility... We raise concerns about Steve's repeated unacceptable business conduct over a period of many years, and he constantly failed to address the feedback. See if you can get hold of um, this guy, Steve Whitmire. Um, let's see if we can get him on as well. To um, let's get. Yes, uh, I am Kermit the Frog. That's not bad. This is Kermit the Frog, and I am here with Miss Piggy. Oh, that's quite good. That's not bad, is it? Kermit, wormy, hi 
Mm, this is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> what about my... you, Fuzzy Bear? How does Fuzzy Bear go? Waka, waka, waka! Oh, I don't like it when you do voices. <laughs> it makes my testes shrivel. Does it? Yeah, they do. In fact, one of my balls has just gone up inside me. Job done. There we go. Um, let's see if we can get that guy on. Let's see. Kermit the Frog. This is Kermit the Frog. I mean, where do you go once you've done Kermit? Uh, you do um, rude Kermit called uh, Hermit the Knob. <laughs> <laughs> and you do porno shows. Mm, I'm going to put my tiny frog's penis. All right, okay. Inside a pig's vagina. Wow. Um, do you not fire out eggs that <laughs> Stop I fertilize? Stop it! Oh dear, Miss Piggy has caught me looking at frog spawn. That's my great yeah, joke. That's a great joke, joke, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. it's frog spawn, but it could be porn. Yeah. Um, this is Kermit the Frog. I am looking at Frog's Pond right now, and I am masturbating my Stop tiny... Stop it! Stop it! My tiny froggy penis. Don't think frogs have penis. Oh, Miss Piggy, you have a frog in your throat. Oh, three, four, four. Oh, now I know I can do Kermit's voice. The world is my oyster. Get me in touch with Disney, because I want to audition for it. Oh, three... In fact, we'll phone Disney I hope they don't up. hear this. We'll phone Disney up. We'll do it. Oh, three, four, four... 499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, there's another hour of this, then I will not be on talk radio again until Monday of next week. So if you want to give us a call, now is the best time to do it. 0344-499-1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on talk radio. Talk radio. Ah, dear listener, dear listener, another hour to go. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've been up, we've been down, we've been all over the place. BBC, frogs, all kinds of things. Uh, more to come after the news on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
was the last hour of the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. So they're bringing the weakest link back. Oh, I'll be honest. I didn't know they got rid of it. I thought it was just still it was still on. I thought it was on at tea time all the time. But apparently, it's not. Um, but it's one of those one. This is a strange name. This is well. This is a strange job title. The associate show business editor. What does that mean? I don't know. Like second in command. Clemmy Moody. Oh, it's a great name, Clemmy Moody, the associate show business editor. It all sounds made up. Um, dubbed the Queen of Mean. You know, I won the weakest link. Yes. Okay. You told me a couple of there times. There we go. I won it. Won twenty thousand pounds. For charity. By cheating. Um, well, I did. I did cheat twice in it. Yeah, I, I, there's no denying it. Yes, I cheated twice. Um, I got paid handsomely. I got paid. Um, talk about BBC salaries. I got paid. How much did I get paid to go on the weakest link? Two, two grand, three grand, something like that. Blimey. For charity. There you go. Dub the Queen of Mean. Her withering put downs and acerbic tongue left TV quiz contestants quaking in their boots. I love the character that she played on that, because mm. obviously she's not like that. She's a delightful old um, old queen, is, uh, is Anne Robinson, and it turns out she was a big fan of the 11 o'clock show. And she, she, a couple of times I did things with her, and she was always delightful. But she's very flouncy kind of show business. Oh, darling, it's marvellous to Is see... she? Oh, yeah. Oh, hello, darling. I love you, darling. I think you're wonderful. So she doesn't do the whole, whose brain is too tiny to be allowed by itself? <laughs> she does... Well, here's, the, here's the, 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 the genius of The Weakest Link, right? Is you don't meet her before the show. So uh. you, you, get into, you go and stand on the set and the audience are there and you, you, you're kind of already. And then she walks onto set in character. So she, um, and you think she's gonna, someone's kind of threw a quip at her and she just stared at them. And we're like, oh, okay, she's gonna do this for the whole thing. Brilliant. And she's in character for the whole thing. And even when they stop filming, and I, ch- I cheeked her, I said, um, something like, come on, Anne, give us a smile. She just looked at me and, get, and she said, you know, one of her uh, put downs and said. Uh, but like, there was a twinkle in her eye, wasn't there? She oh, was quite flirty. Yeah, but no, but she's no, she's very cold out on the set. It's very, very funny. And then as soon as the show's finished, she's, she disappears. And then we're all in the green room and she kind of pops in and says, hello, everybody. Absolutely marvellous show. Wonder- My favourite show I've ever done tonight. You are marvellous. Thank you. And then she goes Outrageous. and that's it. And it's brilliant. It's pantomime. I love it. Proper full on pantomime. Um, and she's really good at it. I, and and Robinson's another one that um, gets a bit of flat. Well, I think she's really good. She, for years, was kind of safe pair of hands, safe pair of hands, yeah. safe pair of hands. Then all of a sudden, massive, yeah. went over, broke America. They loved her there. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of came back, and it's all gone a bit quiet. But I guess maybe she made enough money. I don't know. She was a boozer, wasn't she? Yes. Did she? Her book's called Diary of an Unfit Mother. Oh, do you know what? I wonder if you can get that for a penny. I bet it'd be good. Yeah, I, I, I think she's brilliant. And it's, it's funny, isn't it? We do this thing when, when um, we get so familiar with people that we, we start slagging them off, and actually we forget that I think she's a brilliant host. Uh, yeah, it, it, it becomes about um, they're kind of them aging, doesn't mm. it? And of course, she's had she's had plastic surgery, but she's a woman that is aging, and I think it, it that affects women more than men, and we judge well, people like that. Well, look at the newspapers. I yeah. mean, just the other day they were talking about um, Queen Letizia of Spain was over Queen Latifa uh, Letizia, yeah, and whenever Letizia. whenever she stood next to Kate, it was like who wore it better, oh, Clash of the Queens, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, hang on a minute. 
they're two women of a similar age. Why has it always got to be a competition? But that's the way it is, and that's what we've kind of got used to. Here know? we go. Memoirs of an unfit mother for a penny. But Anne Robinson was doing the panto baddie thing before yeah. Piers Morgan and before Katie What's-Her-Name, but she did it with some humour. Um, why, where is it? Oh, for a penny, but then it's £2.80. Oh, we're going to get that. Let's try and get Anne Robinson on the show. I, I don't think she would. I don't think she would, but let's put in a request. If you say it's from me, she might. She's actually quite shy, isn't she? Yeah, and I'd happily go and meet her somewhere. You All know. Right, well, let me see. Um, because I, 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 honestly, I think she is one of the biggest talents on 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 television, and um, I think part of the problem with with her has been they've just not. The, the weakest link was such a huge success. I mean, it was it was a phenomenon in that it was a silly daytime quiz that actually kind of gripped the nation and, and became a, a mainstream thing. And then you're right, went to the states and it became a huge thing in the states. Well, my interview question when I went to the BBC, yeah, and I think the boss was just being a sh. You know what? Yes. But he said... A shit, yeah? Is that what said? yeah Greg okay. Dyke wants to... Greg Dyke was director general back then. That's how oh, long yeah. ago it was. Yeah. Greg Dyke wants to make the good popular and the popular good. Well, how do you explain um, that with reference to the weakest link? Um, that question uh, doesn't mean anything. I know, I know. But the weakest link was, you know, actually probably quite a cheap television programme to make. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. seemed glossy, it seemed big... And she was a huge star, yeah, you know, yeah. where we're still seeing women never quite reaching the heights that the men do, certainly not in terms of pay. She was doing it. And that was like years ago. I, I like it. Anyway, it's, 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 it's coming back for, it's, well, it's for a one-off a for one? children in need and then they're going to see how it goes. Uh, Dub the Queen of Mean, her withering put-downs and acerbic... T- you, you ever see her question someone on um, Watchdog? I can't watch Watchdog now for so many reasons so there are so many reasons why i can't watch it personal reasons and in fact i'm you know, yeah I'm, I'm just, you know, yes that's ruin everything I've t- touching friendships and stuff. so i can't watch it but if you saw her when she used to host it and she would um, just destroy mm. these poor they'd send on these poor saps from a travel company or an electricity company he would come on and do the well um and thank you so much for allowing us to come on all of that stuff and she would destroy them in three minutes yeah. it was it was painful to watch he was so good at dismantling their slick pr sheen he, he, he Anne robinson is one of the greatest talents in this country and i don't care who said who, who hears me saying it six years after it was last broadcast Anne robinson and the weakest link are returning the hit bbc one show is coming back in november how what do you know what she is This can't be right. How, how, do you, how old do you think Anne Robinson is? Say it. About 70? 72. <gasps> she's 72. I mean, I know that, you know, but she's 72. Flipping heck. Did we ever hear back from Michael Aspel, by the way? No. Okay. Um, the Hit BBC One show is coming back in November for a one-off celebrity special for children in it. They should get me on and make it champion of champions, I'm just saying. <laughs> While its 72-year-old host is in final stages of talks with the corporation to bring the programme back for good next year. One of the BBC's most successful shows ever, it was licensed to more than 70 countries and moved from BBC Two to BBC One after pulling in 5 million viewers. Uh, the revamped format will feature only well-known faces. Put my, put my name down for it. 
Last night, the studio saw said the weakest link was one of the most exciting and original. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, is it understood? Miss Robinson is keen to see how the children in the show goes before putting pen to paper. The show ran from 11 years, from 2000, and made Miss Robinson a household name in both the UK and the US. Well, I would suggest she was a household name in the UK long before that, where she also fronted it in the US for three years. Her rudeness to contestants is legendary, and the inaugural show attracted more than 80 complaints from shocked viewers. <laughs> in one celebrity special, she made the late John Noakes weep when she asked him about his dead dog, Shep. Oh, dear. Uh, Why wouldn't that dog get down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for her. I hope they bring that back. And I, I hope didn't. it's brilliant. And I hope she's happy doing it because I, I think she's absolutely superb. Um, and yes, I'll say it, I've got a slight crush on her. Who hasn't? It's that whole headmistress vibe that she sends off. Um, 0344 499 1000. Alan, stay there. Come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee. On Talk Radio, we have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, cads. Evening, Ian. Evening, Cap. Yo yo. I've just been listening to you been talking about the weakest thing, but it's got me thinking about something. Oh yeah, go on. Are they going to put Pointless back on BBC Two? Why would they do that? Because the weakest thing used to be on BBC One at five fifteen. Yes, and then it was Pointless. Yes. And now with Weakest Link coming back, are we going to put Pointless back but on Pointless BBC isn't, Two? Pointless isn't on 12 months of the year, is it? On 5.15 it is. By the way, I won Pointless as well. But it's not, but it's not on, yeah, but it's not on every single day. Monday to Friday it is. Yes, but no, it's... And you got Pointless Celebrity on a Saturday night. The other day, Pointless Hello. is on Sunday. Yes, I know, I'm talking. But it, it's not on for 12 months of the year, is it? Well, I don't know how long, how many programs they make in Thank a year. Thank you. Well, then what they will do is it, it, it will be on for maybe three months, maybe six months of the year. That leaves another six months to um, to put the weakest link on. Maybe they take a leaf out of our trees book and having six months of a chase and six months of another game show. They could you could do a game show called The Weakest Leak and you have to see who can pee highest up, up against the wall. Or it could be Welsh people. Because we know Anne Robinson hates the Welsh. Well... It's only because she's Scouse. I think it was a joke, but people yes. didn't see it that way. No, she does. She, I no, I don't know. It's probably a joke. I was going to say something vaguely libelous there, <laughs> and I thought I thought better uh, better of it. Um, do you agree with me, Alan, that uh, Anne Robinson is a national treasure and we should salute her? She should have had a damehood. Well, she should have had a damehood, or even more. Thank you, Mr Caddick. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I really am down to my last two stories in the newspaper. They're very, very flimsy stories, if I'm honest. And I'm worried that they're not going to stretch to one o'clock. That's my fear. Um, one of them is about making tea, and one of them is about Love Island. And to uh, and that's it. That's all. That's all I got because there is nothing else in the newspapers whatsoever. So I just don't know how I'm going to stretch out the next forty odd minutes of um, radio time with two very very poor um, stories. Well, let's try doing them. 
And then if we run out, they can have some thinking time for like half an hour. Okay, we can have some thinking time. All right, well, let's go. What we do then is we go to um, page three of the Daily Mail. This is a proper local radio thing. By the way, Daisy Lowe um, is a mild lesbian. That's the front page of the star. What does that mean? She says mild lesbian. Daisy Lowe, yes, I fancy girls. Love split Louise Redknapp's best pal Daisy Lowe admits she's a, quotes mild lesbian. The pair's fun times together while competing on Strictly have been partly blamed for Louise's marriage breakdown. Oh, the implication is that Louise Redknapp is having a lesbian affair with Daisy Lowe, I guess. That's, okay, that's well, great. Well, it's an image to conjure with, guys, that's but it's probably news. not true. Great news. Great for, great for them. Great for, great for everybody that is... Um, okay. So this is... This, actually, saying that... Oh, let me put on my local BBC radio hat please um which which re- technically i should have given back because uh they, they should have given it to the next guy but i uh, um there would have been many many local radio hosts who'd have got an hour out of this next thing so i'm going to do the question then i'm going to do the story okay the question is how do you make the perfect cup of tea give us a call now oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand how do you make the perfect cup of tea are you one of those people that likes to uh, warm the cup mm-hmm. does the milk go in first or does the tea go in first it's a question that's been uh, puzzling people for centuries ever since tea was brought over um, from china by the uh, sir walter raleigh and uh, his chinese uh, concubines who brought over tea in uh, 1932 and since then it is a question that has puzzled many people how do you make the perfect cup of tea well that's the question we're asking this hour how do you make the perfect cup of tea um do you make it the way your mum made it or do you make it the way your dad made it do you like a cup of builders or do you prefer some uh, lady gray give us a call now hit those numbers you will get through um because boffins claim to have found out how to make the perfect cup of tea i'm not sure i agree with it but let's um uh let's have a look i tell you what well and while we're doing this maybe we can get the girls to nip out and make us a cup of tea and um, we can um, we can not only can um, we time them, we can test them to see if their tea making skills are as good as these boffins. Do give us a call now. Hit those numbers. You will get through. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How do you make the perfect cup of tea? Actually, I can get an air out of this. Easily. Just like that, isn't it? The girls. The girls. Go on, girls. Out you go. You go make a cup of tea. You leave this to the lads. We'll sort this out. Um, are you a dunker? Do you dunk? I Which like... biscuits best? Oh, not biscuits. I'm talking about my penis. I work oh. at the BBC. I'm a sexual predator. According to some. We Brits. Now, this is, you know, this is going to be quite a good science story because it's in the mail. But it's by the science correspondent, Victoria Allen, not Colin Fernandez. Oh, where's he gone? Well, he's, he's, um, he's obviously doing more important things. Um, but Victoria Allen is a more than competent pair of hands to cover uh, a sciencey story. Show me the proof. I will do, mate. Because this is there's there's something in this story that is going to blow your tiny freaking mind. Seriously. Okay. There is one thing I'm going to get. They put five stages of making a cup of tea. Point number three is going to blow your noggin. Is he going to infuriate me? No, 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 no. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to be like, what the. Just hover on the dumb button, because she might swear this is so mind I'm going to go off. Oh, God, please don't. It's a small studio. We Brits are famously particular 
about how we like our cuppa. That's our phone in tonight. How do you like your cuppa? How do you make a perfect cup of tea? All three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Do you still drink tea? We used to be a nation of tea drinkers. Now it could be argued we're a nation of coffee lovers. What do you prefer? What's your favourite hot drink? What's your least favourite hot drink? Do you like soft drinks? Remember Panda Pops? They were good, weren't they? You used to get them from the tuck shop at school. Can you still get Panda Pops? Why don't you give us a call with old drinks from the 1970s? I can do that stuff yeah. easily. Yeah. Stephen Nolan gets half a million quid a year for that. We Brits are famously particular about how we like our cuppa. But many of us aren't making our tea properly and miss out on the perfect cup, an expert claims. Dr Stuart Farrimond, a science writer, says tea bags... Uh, what a surprise, the phones have gone nuts. ...should be brewed for five minutes, claiming this is the optimum time to properly properly draw out the flavour and caffeine, reach the perfect temperature and benefit from the health-boosting antioxidants released by the leaves. I would say five minutes is stewing it. I do it for 30 seconds and squeeze it. No, no. no. Five minutes, you're going to get skin on. Now, here's the... Right, OK. Then it jumps to this the, the, this thing. OK, so I'm going to read the five points, OK? Number three is going to blow your mind. Make the best cuppa. Number one, let the tea bag brew for five minutes. Number two, when the tea cools to less than 45 degrees C, and that's centigrade or Celsius, we begin to appreciate the flavours properly. Number three, we'll find out what that is in a second. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Uh, good evening, Ian. How do, how you, make you, the, how do you make the perfect cuppa, John? What do you do? Talk us through the uh, process. Well, got to get the kettle as, uh, I've got a friend of mine, he's American. He's a scientist. Oh, God. And he told me recently that the reason why Americans can't make cups of tea is because they're... Vol- and this is maybe that reason with your gramophone wouldn't work in the UK. Because they, they only have 120 volts. Yes, they have very weak electricity over yeah. there. So it takes twice as long. Sam, don't, Sam don't talk to him. Get, get to the next call, please. Come on. They also don't have kettles over there. No. <laughs> no so it, takes, it takes twice as long for you for your water... Oh. Sorry? Hello? Hello, sorry, I thought you dumped me. <laughs> no, no, we're listening! We're listening! Okay. So, because it's 120 volts, it uh, it takes twice as long for your water to boil. So they just get bored. Oh. And, uh, put... Hang on a minute, you're uh, telling me American... Tea to one side. Americans yeah. can't be bothered to wait for... Bo- they, they don't have boiling water. Well, it takes twice as long. So yeah, they, just, uh, they just give up and they they, they never have boiling water. Well, I don't know. You just tell me that. I don't know if it's John, true. John, come How on. How do they make coffee? <laughs> well, you, coffee, you just get it hot, don't you? You don't want it so it burns your lips. You, you're, you're telling me well, that Americans have... The tea bag, Americans you? have never seen boiling water. <laughs> this is insane, John. How do they make mashed potato? They use... I don't know. Smash mashed potato, potato, mashed potato. Fruit salad, fruit salad. Um, well... I think your mate might be having you on. Yes, mate. He could be. He's an old man. He works in uh, he's the nuclear physicist. Uh, <laughs> those jokers. I've uh. got... Um, are you a man who detests parlour games at Christmas? Yes. Right, OK. Well, I've got one for you. Do you want to play it? Yeah, of course I do, mate. Okay. It's called Where's the Shoe? Have you played Where's the Shoe? No. So, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hide a shoe in a scene of a famous movie... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like this. Right, uh, and it's so we, we, it's you know it's not an obscure movie. We've got to kind of agree it's a movie we've both seen. Okay, you and, and Kath as well. Okay, we're, we're all you know what? similar age. 
Um, uh, speak for yourself, mate. Okay, I'm forty. So I've I've hidden a shoe. Yeah, thirty-nine. In the famous scene. Only for a couple more weeks. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you get yes, no. Questions. Is it um, the play again, Sam, from um, that film? Uh, uh, no. It was, wasn't it? No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, what film is it? I can't tell you what film it is. You've is got it? to ask you, so, let's, for example, okay, let's say it was... If I go and uh, watch the film at home, will I see the shoe? <laughs> no, no, it's an imaginary shoe you hide in a scene from a movie. In an imaginary it, film? No, no, it's a definite movie we've all seen. Okay. Is it, um, uh, uh, is it science fiction? Uh, uh, could be. Well, that's not a yes or no answer. But this, this is the beauty of the game. There's, there's kind of a middle ground here. Oh. Just shoot questions quickly at me. Oh, sorry. All right. Oh, it's oh, yeah. okay. angry parlour game. Oh, this is f- very tense. And whoever wins gets to choose one and what? get everyone to call in. Could and you... I tell you, your phone lines will light up like oh. you've never seen. It's so bossy. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Is, it a, is it a film from this century? Uh, no. From the 90s? No. From the 80s? Correct, yes. Right, is it, um, Flight of the Navigator? No. Is it, <laughs> is it something like that? Is it Back to the Future? Because that's science fiction. Uh, no. It's, it's, it is? It's, uh, similar ilk. Similar ilk? Oh, time, uh, time travel. No. So it's similar to Back to the Future... But it's not time travel. It's not it, time travel. And it's not quite science fiction. Uh, is it Wild Wild West? No. Is it Gremlins? <gasps> Close. Oh. Um, um, the no. Goonies? No. Gremlins 2? No, no. Sister Act Back in the Habit? No. I'm trying to think of a film that was kind of around the like same Gremlins. time. Oh, is it Batteries Not... Like, is it English? Is it American? Well, it's American. Yes, it's yeah, American. Yeah, well, I know, so why would I ask that? Is okay. it Batteries Not Included? No. Is it Cocoon? <gasps> no. Oh, I know. Is it Ghostbusters 2? Yes. <laughs> Where's, the shoe? Where's the shoe, Kath? Where is the shoe? Statue of Liberty? No. No, I'm, not, I'm cutting him off. I'm never going to know where that bloody shoe was now. It's a stupid game. Is it Ghostbusters 2? Evening, Barney. Oh, hello. Hey, Barney. Where, where do you think the shoe was hidden? Um... Maybe it was in a phone box, I don't know. I don't know what... Uh, I'm not ringing about that, I'm afraid. Okay, then. Good. I feel like very stressful. Okay, Barney, what what were you ringing in for? Oh, yes, I was actually um, going to ask, if you don't mind, what was the name of that um, record recorder that you were talking about? Eh? That disc recorder. Oh! Um, oh, that hasn't arrived yet. Well, the thing that, that will allow me to record my voice on records. Yeah. I can't remember. It's called My Voice. But it's, it's My Voice is spelled M-I instead of M-Y. My Voice Speaker or something. And um, it, um, it hasn't arrived yet. So I don't quite know if it's going to work. But um, uh, why? Well, because I was just wondering, what is it like um, a dub plate maker? Kind of thing. A dog plate liquor. A dub plate maker. A dub what? Is it like a dub plate? I don't know what a dub plate is. Oh, um, okay then. Uh, what it well, is? I tell you what it is, right? So you put it. It's, it's from the 1930s. So it's completely mechanical. Nothing electrical about it, right? Um, you get um, an aluminium blank 
disc oh, right, okay. that you put on the record player. You clip this 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 kind of speaker like a, a funnel on top of it, and yeah. you shout down the speaker, and the needle cuts a groove in the record, and um, it records your voice. Apparently, oh, right. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, because um, there's uh, there are like modern. Huh? I think I don't know if it's vinyl, but. You know, people make dub plates where it's just, they just... Uh, just again, scratch. there's that word dub plate. I don't know what that means. I thought that was a genre of music. Dub plate. No, that's dub reggae. I was thinking more of dubstep. Are they a group? Yeah. No. Um, are you saying that there is a modern way to do this that wouldn't have cost me several hundred pounds? Um, well, if you, I think it would be on vinyl rather than aluminium, but... but I would rather it on vinyl. But they don't last, I think they only last like a few times because it's not really like a proper vinyl, it's just what? like scratched in or something. But it's called a dub plate? Yeah. I'm going to Google dub plates later on. Yeah. But oh. um, the other thing... Yes. You know we were talking about toes the other day. Toes? Toe, that particular scene. Oh, toe, yeah. oh, toe sucking, yes. Yeah, what was that um, party as well? You, what, I mean, huh? you know... People are saying like that was a bit scandalous, but it sounded not very much in comparison to that party you're refereeing or something. Oh, um, yeah, um, no, it's not me. It's Dr. Pam. The reason I was filling in Dr. Pam's slot on Saturday is because she was refereeing, um, I thought it was Bukaki party. It wasn't. It was just a swingers party. Oh. Did you yeah, not get your invite? invite? Sorry? Thanks very much for um, calling. And that's and that the thing is, if I went to a swingers party, when I you know had finished, I would I would that's what I'd be like. Barney going, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm terribly sorry. That's what I'd be like. I wouldn't know where to look. Um, back to the cup of tea after this. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Can I please ask Paul from Stoke Poges to stop phoning up and talking to um, the team, Sam? If he phones up, just you just gotta you just gotta you gotta be in like Flynn, buddy. Just gotta. He's, it's only his second week. He's doing a cracking job. Ten out of ten. You can't, you can't make friends with these people. You've just got to be... I'm going to say these people. I'm not being racist. Well, a little bit. So, number one, let the bag brew for five minutes. Number two, when the tea cools to less than 45 degrees C, we begin to appreciate the flavours properly. Here comes number three. A red or pink mug will make it taste sweeter than a blue or white one. Huh? This is from an expert. A red or pink mug will t- make it taste sweeter than a blue or white one. Number four, never drink from a styrofoam cup. Yeah, we know that. Then it goes back. Then point five is the same as point one. By waiting five minutes, both taste molecules and healthy antioxidants are properly diffused in the water. Well, that's the same as point one. So that's stupid. Um, Where's the thing? Dr. Farimond found... uh, Boring, 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 boring. Oh... It can... Hang on a minute. Oh, this is, I'm going to say some numbers and some words I don't understand, but the last sentence is exciting. In a study, Dr. Farimond found a 240 millilitres cup of tea brewed for one minute contained 15.9 milligrams of polyphenols, a type of antioxidant found to ward off cancer and dementian, dementia. This more than doubled after five minutes. So if you brew it for five minutes, you don't get cancer or go um, get Alzheimer's. This is brilliant. 
Um, on the colour of your mug, Dr. Farrimont, give us a call now. What colour mug do you drink your tea from? Get hit those numbers. You will get through. 0344 499 1000. You know that BBC Local Radio across the country between 10 and 11 was doing that. And then maybe at three counties they were doing it again after one. You just know they were. On the colour of your mug. Fair play, we're doing it on a national radio station at half past 12 because we've got nothing better to say. Dr. Farrimon said the mind has evolved to use visual clues to judge what we are about to consume. Red is associated with sweetness, while blue is linked to saltiness. Oh. Is that because of crisp packets? Yeah, it must be. A ser- separately, a survey, survey by a holiday website found one in ten Britons... Take their own china cups on holiday. Oh, weirdos. That is nuts, isn't it? it that's very 80s stroke 70s, isn't it? Taking tea well, bags and cups My away. mum, when we, went, when we were young, would take... Um, um, you used to get, like, a thing you'd put in a cup to heat it up. Yeah, an element. Yeah, an element. Stupid, isn't it? The old days were rubbish. This is the thing. Everyone says, oh, the old times not as good. Things aren't as good now. No, the, things are much, much better now. Much better. The old days were miserable. Oh, there's um, Nicole, the shirt singer, in her pants, oh. doing the splits. And she's rubbing a man's belly. Um, she's very uh, talented. Yeah. 39. All the best people are. <laughs> when is your birthday? Because you're going to be 40 very, very soon. <laughs> when? Give us the date. So we... The glorious 12th. Okie dokie. We will not be discussing it. Uh, it will pass without incident. 40 years old. Oh, see, oh, there's a brilliant picture. Look at this picture of the um, Tory cabinet to show that they're, um, uh, they're all friends. Look at them doing the weirdest smiles. Let's play Where's Wally. Um... If you look carefully, um, Michael Gove is in that picture twice. You see Michael Gove is in that twice? That's it. He's also that lady that looks like Michael Gove. You see the one next to him with the glasses? Yeah. Go, go, no. Oh! There we go. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? A bit, yeah. That's brilliant. He looks like he's been stuck on the end of a pencil, that we face. We are all friends. We don't hate each other. We're not hoping that Theresa May dies. <laughs> Michael Gove there. I am not a massive stitch-up merchant. He looks this like is my ven- innocent face. Did you say he looks like a ventriloquist dummy? Well, no, I say he looks like he's sitting on the end of a pencil. Oh, he does look like a vent, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. God, look at the state of that lot. You absolute scumbags totally screwing this country over. But anyway, as long as they're having fun. They're not, though, are they? <laughs> They're not. Um, Love Island bosses have been limiting booze for contestants to try to stop them, to try to stop them jumping into bed with each other. Have they, Eck? This is the, they're trying to say that Love Island is a social experiment where we are really trying to help these people find love, not a quick bunk-up. It's the most. I mean, this this program is in the papers all the flipping time. 
Yeah, wait, yeah, the new series of Naked and Afraid starts soon. I've not read one thing about it. Not read one thing about Naked and Afraid. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way. Take, take a break, then we'll last stretch of the show. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Guys, 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 in a few short hours, there will be a brand new episode of the Rabbit Hole podcast... Uh, and there will be a new episode of The Door Into Summer, which you can't download. Well, you can download it, but y- you have to do it um, via hooky way. And I, can't, I don't really know how, but if you Google it, you can do it. Or you can download the Mixcloud app and listen to it. Mixcloud.com slash Ian Lee. Um, episode six of The Door Into Summer. I said I'd do six. I've done six. I might stop there. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good one this week, though. It's a good one. Very, very, very good one. Second uh, rabbit hole to come from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give the listener um, just a couple of snippets of what they might be hearing? Uh, relationship deal breakers. Yep. Coldplay. Yep. Oh. Well, they won't be hearing Coldplay. Trip to the beach. Yep. And... Uh, oh, an unsatisfactory hotel experience. Oh, dear God. Um... I was reading about a celebrity on Twitter the other day, and I'd never heard of him. John Paul or something? He's a blonde lad. Oh, is he the one that is apparently um, creating mayhem for his neighbours? Yeah. I looked at it because I thought, I haven't got a clue who he is. He's a vlogger or something. Is he a YouTuber? So this lad, right, has moved into this this area in Los Angeles, very posh area, and he's like 20-something, and he's blonde, and he's he's good-looking, and he's he's like a prankster or something. And his neighbours are saying, this is awful that he lives here. So, so there's a big, like, news crew there filming it, and he took one of the cameras and filmed. It was crazy. He filmed the reporter's shoes. Hey, man, look at your shoes, man. They suck, man. Yeah, he's a crazy waxter. And he jumped on top of a car and then he ran off. But I don't know who he is. No. I don't think he's for us. No. No. I mean, um... Someone had a baby the other day and it was on Twitter. And again, it was a YouTube person and people were thrilled. And I, you know, we don't know. This is a different world to the one I want to live in. Love Island bosses have been limiting booze for contestants to try to stop them jumping into bed with each other. What about solo acts? That doesn't need to be booze-related, does you, it? If you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Why don't they throw in some books and maybe a chess set? That's a good line for a song. I'm going to write that down. Go on. I think, I think Ricky Lake did that one. Did she? Oh. I like Ricky. I like Ricky when she's big and I like her when she's small. Yeah. I wish she would like herself either way because she keeps flipping and flopping between the two. She was great. Why Why did she go off the telly? I think she's still on the telly in the States. I think she's still... Ricky Lake show. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's still on. But she's like, whenever she put, whenever she was big, right, I mean, she became, she came out and went, hey, I'm big again and I love it. And everyone Woo! goes, yeah. But then she'd like lose like like loads of weight and come and go. Hey, I'm, I lost a lot of weight and I love it. And I go nuts and she, But then she'd be big again and she would love being big. And she, I, I like her either either size. Yeah, I like Ricky. Oprah was the same. Big small, big small. Yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking of Biggie Smalls. Oh right. But that did not prevent four couples having sex <gasps> on the ITV dating reality show on Sunday night. Trust me, guys, that ain't a dating show. That's a shame. It's a mating show, show. Isn't it? Thank you. There we go. Camilla Thurlow, 27, a former Miss Edinburgh and a former beau of Prince Harry. Well. And model Jamie Jewett, also 27, were seen being very intimate at the weekend in the villa. In the villa. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> it's an actual villa. Yeah. But producers, get this, get this. 
Producers have been anxious that the show is not seen as tawdry uh, with drunken romps. Guys, guys, <laughs> that's all it is. It's Love Island. <laughs> what do you think it is? We want to see. I, I, I've only watched 30 seconds of it, but people want to see people having a bunk up. It's um, it, it, it's Big Brother with screwing. That's that's what it is. And it, Big, Big Brother. And I've worked on so many different Big Brothers for, for you know, Channel 4 and Channel 5. And they would never say this in public, but the underlying current was this series we want to have people having sex and that was always the thing if we they were saying if we can get people to have sex on camera we have got this made and the closest you got was i think um a couple of times you've had a couple of blowies under the duvet and that's it um that couple got under the desk didn't they yeah but they, and then there was the what's what was her name mccosey in the uh oh, swimming pool. but that's but she well she denied that but um uh, but, but that has always been their their aim and they've never said it in public but they've always said it in private we want to get couples having sex and then love island comes back it's rebooted sans danan uh avec uh, uh le rumpy pumpy um and it, it blows it out of the water yeah but that is just right Geordie Shore, it's been like that for about five years, right? With people yep. actually doing it, night yep. vision cameras and stuff like that, the yep. duvet going up and down. And yep. me, I have seen it and I thought, flipping heck. I mean, really, they're very uppy downy rather than along. But um, that was on MTV. And so for, to have Love Island now, what's that, ITV2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one insider said they want it to be about the romance. <laughs> Not the sexual relationships. How do you win Love Island? Because this has been on forever. Is it a And popularity? there's a prize. There's a £50,000 prize at the end. I think it's a popularity contest. Do they, is, it, is there a vote? I don't know. I don't understand it. And the thing is, we keep talking about it on here, and no one will phone up and admit that they watch Someone's it. Someone's watching it. Loads of people are watching it. Um, 0344 a previous contestant has admitted they felt having sex guaranteed them more airtime and lucrative deals after filming. I mean... Deals. Oh, God, what must their mums think? But a source said, there has been a huge effort by production team to ensure current islanders feel differently. Miss GB, Zara Holland, sobbed last year after having sex during the show, blaming it on too much booze. This year, alcohol has been restricted to just two drinks a night and nobody has been shown to be drunk. There were also, and this is this is the state of the world at the moment, right? That um, for contestants on a TV show, they had to do this. There were also consent chats with contestants to ensure they do not have sex with someone who is drunk. The fact that contestants on a, some dirty little tuppany bit TV show have to um, be reminded about consent and having sex with people who are drunk and unable to give, uh, uh, um, you know, fully uh, able to give consent. Jesus, that is where, that is where we've got to it as, as, as a people. Is it? Oh, yeah, but Chris Evans, £2.5 million. Pounds. I still don't get the Stephen Nolan thing, though. Half a million quid for that. Honestly, I'd do it for 150000 The show... You remember uh, JVS filled in for um, Stephen Nolan a couple of times, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I wonder if he got that. <laughs> the show has... Um, um, the show has been edited... 
to focus more on the romantic elements, with most flings not making the final edit. <laughs> Host Caroline Flack has said, We have always only shown the sexy bits if they have been relevant. Relevant to what? The storyline? I, I like Caroline. I think she, I, I've met her a few times. I think she's nice. I think she's good. But that's bullshine. Yeah. You know, it is really... Come on, it's a shagging show. That's what it is. It's a shagging show. That's why people um, uh, watch it. What it is is porn for cowards. <laughs> it has been more heartfelt this year, so we have needed to follow their emotional journey. Their emotional journey guys no if you want emotional journeys watch first dates love island is something else i might start um watching that nudie nudie dating really yeah i might i might give that a go what's it got naked attraction why not now there's there's a picture that appears in about three of the papers and they've all made the same gag mm-hmm. right? and it's the most pointless picture ever right it's a pap shot of a celebrity. Right. In Hollywood, probably. New York. Walking down the street with some shopping in his hand. Right. right. So it's just, just a pap shot. So, so someone, it takes quite a long way away. Someone's, oh, look, there's such and such with some shopping. Sold it. Right. Celebrity is Kevin Bacon. Okay. He's holding uh, a pack of um, a dozen eggs. Oh, here we go. Eggs and bacon. Bacon and eggs, yeah. They've all gone for bacon and eggs. You think, what? 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 Man, what man buys the egg shock. <laughs> so Kevin Bacon eats eggs. Oh, and his name's Bacon! I've just got it! Oh, That's man. brilliant! It must be a Friday <gasps> for Kevin Bacon. Really? As he heads home for breakfast after scrambling down the shops for some eggs. These guys must be yoking. <laughs> Good one. The actor, 58, shelled out for a dozen. Shelled. And had to keep his shades on while walking back, here we go, on the sunny side of New York. Skipping the cracks. It's nice to get some morning exercise. That's the newspaper that owns this radio station. High fives all round. That is the newspaper that owns this radio station, guys. And unless our figures start going up... That's what the radio is going to sound like. Home Alone with Carol Malone <laughs> moves uh, a step nearer to being. Um, and that's it. That's, that's it. There's um, not a lot else in the um, newspapers. Um, oh, was that the thing about stereotype ads? Mm. Um, um, R&B star R. Kelly accused of brainwashing women in sex cult. He calls us his babies. We call him daddy. Oy. When jo- John John Jolyn Savage last saw her daughter, she says of the terrible shock, it was as if she was brainwashed. She looked like a prisoner. Yet she wasn't in jail. She was trapped in the closet. The 21-year-old wannabe musician was living with multi-millionaire R&B superstar R. Kelly. I read the male comments on this. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, they were vile. One of them was, what was she thinking taking her teenage daughter to meet him backstage? She knew what was going to happen, all that kind of stuff. So, wow. Oh, well, those people are saying that about Jimmy Savile's victims. Mm. <laughs> and now her mum has accused the singer, famed for his anthem of empowerment, I Believe I Can Fly. I prefer... <laughs> I think uh, he's famous for something else. Yeah. Of holding her against the will in an abusive sex cult. Another mum has made similar accusations. 
along with lurid allegations by his former members of staff, all fiercely denied by the singer. They say that six women... Hang on a second. Jerry, we're about to end the show! No! No, I've got some bad news. Uh-oh, go on. I'm losing me. I think I'll give notice to my last chance of freedom. And that. Say that again. You're escaping. I'm losing, I'm losing my bungalow. You're losing my your bungalow. bungalow. I can't just keep me trapped here. My social workers told me I want to give you just a bit pissed Sorry, language. He's, he's saying he's losing his bungalow. Social workers coming over. You've been given notice. The social worker says I want to give it up, but I don't. Oh, the social worker says you want to. I've been trying to get out of this place for months with the answers for care package. And now I find that the situation done me in the, stabbed me in the back. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, we're about, we're about to end. Can you give us a call on Monday? Monday. Hey, Monday. You're on tomorrow. Because I'm not in tomorrow or Friday. Why? Where are you? And none of your bloody hey. business. I'm okay. I know, I'm, 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 I'm going away for a few days with my kids. Give us a call okay. on Monday. Thank you. And we'll, we'll have a chat about it then. Yeah, thank you. All right, mate, thank take you. care. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Take care, oh, Jerry. Man. It comes to bad luck. There, there are some people that get, um, get dealt worse hands than other people, don't they? Um, we'll speak to Jerry on Monday. Another mum has made similar claims. They say the women are being held in the cult overseen by a den mother who trained newcomers on how Kelly liked to be pleasured. He is said to have ordered them to address him as daddy while he calls them ba- his babies. I mean, that's in the great... That isn't... I mean, it's, it's not the worst thing. We call it... Lovers call each other baby. Some, I don't think that's the worst thing. Um... Uh, former assistant Cheryl Mack, who worked... I don't think I've ever called a boyfriend daddy, though. <laughs> no, but some people do. Yeah. Some people do. Um, the, the dad of three is even said to make them wear uniforms of shapeless jogging suits because he doesn't want their figures to be exposed. If they misbehave, the girls are punished verbally and physically claim the former staff members. Mobiles are... Well, who, who'd have thought it? R. Ke- R. Kelly is p- potentially a sexual weirdo. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Guys, that that videotape is online if you want to see it. You know, there's a videotape of that stuff. Dear listener, that is it. That is your lot. Um, uh, if you go and Google the rabbit hole, um, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, there will be a brand new episode dropping in a couple of hours' time. It will be ready for you tomorrow morning if... Um you're already subscribed to it. There will be a new episode of The Door Into Summer, my music show, which you can get at mixcloud.com slash Ian Lee. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Lee, I-A-I-M-L-E-E. I will be on Virgin Radio on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. It will be a pre-recorded show, so please don't phone in. I will be back on Monday at 10, so until then, from me, thank you very much indeed. Ta-ta.